listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Now, playing these bitches is my favorite sport, but ain't no game when they calling your name in court. Oh, it's Saturday night. I guess that makes it all right. Got an obese 20 sack fully packed and so tight that it's busting out of the scenes. Yes, sir. I'm set. Okay, but let me tuck that 380 before I jet. House off in the lat with big gip. You got a light. Who the who? Communication device done went off twice. Should I answer the call? Yes, I'm back in the mall. We met up at the mall. Recall players ball? Well, let's play your balls too. Well, let's play his ball too. So I guess I'll call you later on and then your whole crew could fall too hey welcome to the black guy tips podcast your host rod and karen and uh saturday morning feedback time i mm. mean mm. if you listen to this i mean you should know everything the black tips.com duh right i mean come on guys <laughs> uh you should also be able to hit us up uh on itunes and stitcher leave us five star reviews because uh that's awesome um we had a pretty light week this week um so that just makes the show shorter but uh that's true i found out that we have um uh two uh we have a five-star review in uh ganya and we also have a five-star review in sweden all right we'll look for those after these but uh yeah itunes stitcher leave us five-star reviews appreciate it Let, let us know what country you're from we'll go out and find it um you can also um go to the blackoutist.com leave comments on each episode vote in the polls let us know what you think about the things that we talked about throughout the um the week because uh all of that stuff helps the uh helps the show tremendously man um and uh trying to think same thing that i'm missing out um feel like that's everything man um donate to the show mm-hmm. black com. donate right there on the right hand side of the front page uh you can also do the black com slash premium sign up become a premium listener listen to shows like balls d sports the nerd off movie trailer i mean <laughs> movie trailer spoil movie reviews <laughs> off season reviews things of this nature um all that all that stuff helps the show out oh i know what's happening i know what's going on what's up i've I put something on the on the site wrong. Um that, that only take a second to fix. But uh yeah, make sure you guys do all that stuff. Um of course, there are people that did donate this week and we definitely want to give them their props because really without you guys there is no us. Um so let me uh pull up the song. I dedicate this song to recession depression and unemployment this song is for you today's a new day that's right guys it is a new day and we got some new money let's talk about it timothy s first time donator recurring donator thank you very much thank you sweetie welcome rock from the black astronauts podcast thank you very much yes we thank you for visiting us and like we always tell you you know you you have to go back to your pastor you can't stay over here our girl mixtress monica she hit us with a recurring donation thank you thank you sweetie jennifer h recurring donator thank you jennifer hey jennifer i see you with the flower hat on bomani jones yes bomani jones thank you uh, make sure you listen to the show the right time on ESPN 9 to 11 every yes. Monday to Friday. It's worth it. I don't miss it. Uh, Aaron T. Uh, hit us with the one-time donation. Thank you very much, Aaron. That's new, ain't it? 
yeah well it was a one time so okay. you know but yes thank you very much aaron visiting yes uh i hope i'll get this right olafemi olafemi i hope that's right uh appreciate you with the recurring donation all the way from from new york thank you wow we're getting all types of visitors today mm-hmm. recurring donation from pete b thank you very much pete thank you sweetie olivia film underscore esquire on twitter thank you very much olivia thank you uh film press comics m stevens thank you very much m thank you uh maurice november we appreciate your drug money coming back into the community we do we really do and um i know that it's uh springtime so we know your whites is about to get a little bit brighter mm-hmm. you don't know that neon paint all right yes. guys that's it for this week play me out So much better when you smile. Smile for me. Can you just smile for me? Whatever you're in right now. Smile for me. Can you just smile for me? Oh, 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 you look so much better when you, you look so much better when you, all right, all right, <clears throat> let's look at these five-star views on iTunes, we got one from the U.S. last week, Tap 7 says, five stars, the title is Five Star Show, this review is long overdue, I've been listening to Black Out Tips for over a year now, I found Ronda Karen after hearing Rod on the Evening Jones, Man, I wish I'd found it sooner. This dynamic duo covers everything from pop culture, politics, to current events, all while putting the, their comedic twist on it all. They're from the South, and so am I. So naturally, they're my fellow country cousins. Mm-hmm. The show often has guests that come in and make the show even better. I listen to a ton of podcasts, and I'm hard-pressed to find hosts that have as much chemistry as Rod and Karen. I've enjoyed their thought-provoking commentary on a variety of social issues. I honestly believe they've helped me to become a better person. If you ain't up on TBGWT, you're losing. Isn't it amazing that we can get on this microphone and say all this completely reprehensible comedy and people be ah, like, you made, me a better, something. you made me a better person. You challenged me. I used to hate the gays. But, but then y'all made all them jokes about people that hate the gays. Right. And now I, I don't was hate like, the gays. Uh, <laughs> wait a minute. I'm on right. the wrong side of this joke. Right. <laughs> I used to think racism was okay. All right. Um, I think so much of this podcast and the host that I've just subscribed to their premium content. Thank you, Mr. and Mrs. Tips. Keep up the good work. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Tips. All right. We will keep up the good work. Thank you. And, uh, thank you for, uh, going premium, man. I hope mm-hmm. you enjoy some of the shows you weren't able to, um, get to before and um, some great stuff out there yeah and karen you said we have reviews all right so let me start sweden yep and ganya and ganya 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 how you spell it hold on ganya Mm -hmm. g-h-a-n-a ganya unless i'm mispronouncing it 
Ghana. Guyane? It's Ghana. I think it's just Ghana. <laughs> Ghana. Yeah, it's in Africa. Ghana. All right, give me a second to find the sweetest one. Yeah, and I found this out through uh, the Wound God. Shout out to Sterling. Um, people, they have applications that allow you to go and grab them all. Uh, we haven't found one for us yet. Most of them on, like, Max. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thank him for letting me know that information. All right, this one from Sweden is Bosef McGee, who says, number one, all caps, yes. This is from March 3rd, 2013. Because mm-hmm. we don't know. You hey, don't- Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. If you don't tell us, guys, we don't know right now. Hey, Rod and Karen, I love you both. Love the cast. This is Chris from Sweden that called in last week. Just a little correction. The podcast I was trying to promote last week was the stochastic kitten, not the sarcastic. My bad for not being clear. Keep it up and stay black. We will stay black. Uh, As you can tell from the last two years, if you're still out there, uh, we have continued to be black and stay black. Yes, we have. Um, and then the other place was Ghana, right? Yep. Let's see if they have, let's see, Africa, G-H-A-N-A, mm-hmm. I mean G-H-A-N-A, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, that's Ghana. Man, we got people from Ghana fucking with us. Right, I up, was dog. shocked. Um, <clears throat> check out y'all reviews, see what y'all thought about the show. Um, now I only see one five-star review, um, from G-H, uh, this is from 2014, July 27th from delal with love from gh and it's delali 92 hey guys been listening to your show since that jack reacher pod where the revolutionary cinematic genre impossible white man was born i'm probably your only listener in ghana but you guys are getting global fast keep up the great stuff and keep it real as always sorry your fans force you to watch true blood each week but that just shows you how much you love your fans I wouldn't wish that an episode of this True Blood on my worst enemy, Delali. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Delali. And, you know, I'm just glad we were able to get through that, to be honest, because it was touch and go for a minute, you know? Yeah. I was like, maybe podcasting ain't what I'm cracked up to do. Yes. Um, like, I don't know about, I think Canada and the UK, I don't know if we got any new ones in those. In Canada and the UK? Yeah. All right, I'll check real quick mm-hmm. since we're since we're looking at the other people yes well. and thank you while Roger is doing that if you want to leave us a five star uh review uh any apple device go into your itunes and type in the black guy who tips up in the top left hand corner it'll say leave us a five star review you can leave us a review and write us a, a note write us anything and we will read it as long as it's five stars and we approve of it there's special conditions we don't read all five stars we have to approve the five stars yeah there's some shady ass bullshit mm-hmm. that you just under the guise of five stars making us say we're not doing that anymore nope so you know you nope. had your time you should have got your hate in earlier right but we're off that shit now uh and i don't see anything new from these uh from these other places karen okay, so cool. uh and then none on stitcher this week we haven't had a stitcher review in like over two weeks now what is going on with that my stitcher might be uh fucking up because uh you know they going they changing um people and the one time they had it or maybe our fans are fucking up get in there um, and give us some reviews that's find a way that's all i'm saying make it make it happen and make also, it so right don't y'all love us mm-hmm. don't y'all want us to have our jet don't y'all want us to be with the stars exactly i want to move back up on the stretch of rankings y'all fucking it up man come on right dog the least you could do sit in, your, sit in your cube we take you away for a couple hours a day make you forget about the problems of the world and then you like mm, five star view i don't got time that's crazy <laughs> it's absolutely positively free 
of charge and also with stitcher please check your email because i think stitcher sends the email so please check your email be sure didn't send it to junk mail and uh verify it, uh to leave it on uh <coughs> stitcher so if you left a stitcher review you was like oh man i left one and and it ain't posted yet please check your email to uh validate it uh so that uh you can leave us a review on stitcher to leave us a review on stitcher go to stitcher.com type in the black guy who tips and leave us a five-star review in ios devices it allows you to leave a review per episode but we don't see those they don't actually go to our page so for everybody out there that want to leave us a five-star review on stitcher please go to stitcher.com and we thank you in advance and we were looking forward to the five-star reviews on itunes and stitcher for next week all right man let's get into the comments episode 932 institutionalized was the name of this episode and uh you know obviously we are very excited to talk about it uh the comment we got from uh, anonymous it's just a feedback show i completely agree with the unemployment section my mother was unemployed for a while trying to raise three kids in college and pay a mortgage in illinois where everything is ridiculously expensive and she was expected to work from 825 8 for 825 an hour and still pay her bills haha <laughs> psych no need to say we are now going into foreclosure yeah i can imagine 825 an hour is not enough to, for a family and mm-hmm. if you have a house you, know, you just you can't afford that kind of shit you can't mm-hmm. really afford anywhere to rent without some sort of help um, or assistance yeah but people just get it in their mind that you deserve it so right because a lot of people really get into a lot of people like the fact that someone is quote unquote uh less than them right and they really really get into that Mm-hmm. You know, and it's one of those things where nobody wants to admit that they're underpaid because see, if you wage, if you raise the minimum wage, you also need to wage raises for everybody else, too. But people don't want to hear that instead of people going, oh, raising the minimum wage will benefit me. That means I will also get more money because people kind of want to put the wage above the minimum wage to kind of show that they have some kind of investment into the employees. And most people at their jobs are highly underpaid for what they do. Do you do? You do a lot of shit and they don't pay you for what you do, your classification, because most Americans don't know what they're worth. But see, if the people get minimum wage raise up and you make it, you know, 16, 17 dollars, you go, well, shit, I'm not really making no money you're really not for what you do but but people don't want to think about it like that they'd rather go nah fuck you keep making your pennies per hour so i can feel superior to you yep um definitely and you know they don't think of they don't think of you as real people you know right. unfortunately so it's like anybody that's making that money they don't care that you can't afford a family or a house they just feel like you know hey don't don't go spending on movie tickets you know that's what people are worried about the fuck um, you can't afford no goddamn movie tickets right meanwhile you know shit if you poor sometimes the biggest escape you can have is entertainment for a couple hours and some air conditioning with some popcorn but whatever right you're you're poor you don't deserve any possible luxury or reprieve from that not not even gifts if somebody gave it to you as a gift they'll be like fuck that the poll is what was the best song from empire uh and uh the choices were of course uh drip drop keep your money you're so beautiful no apologies tell the truth bad girl i don't watch the show or i'll write in a different song below the results 29 percent of you guys chose drip drop as the number one song that's my jam yep and i don't even watch the show 
yeah which is terrible you still I'm gonna get on show. it so you can read that damn book i'm never gonna read that fucking book <laughs> you probably know she do it all night she, she going, going hard right. right oh what's going on with this oh it was doing so well before the show started i don't know what's going on guys well that's as much as you guys get of that um no see if no one hits on now you i don't know how it's gonna it won't play she going hard right she loves the spotlight she make that thing go trip drop trip trip and drop trip drop I do my dance like drip, drop, drip, trippity drop, drip, drop, drip, trippity drop. I know you got that bomb, shorty, can I get it? Stop it on your mind, girl, I know you ready. I, I can't stop wowing you, loving the way you do. Got me obsessing the dress undeniable. Don't let go. You want to get it when you want that flow. You want to get it, but you're scared to admit it. Just give it a minute when you want that flow. Make it go. And look at the way you dance. You better wash your hands. You got a lot of fans. Make me want to pop some bands. She do it all night. She going hard right. She love the spotlight. She make that thing go trip, drop, drip, trippity drop, trip, drop. I do my dance like trip, drop, drip, trippity drop, trip, drop, trip, trippity drop. Funny how time flies when she drop it low. When she drop it low, the streets when she drop it low, drip, drop. all right all right so that was number one number two of the categories is i don't watch the show oh so let's listen to some of that Mm -mm. all right that's enough of that all right well that was the number one hit i don't watch the show uh number two was you're so beautiful came in close and i said any version you know because i knew there's three different three or four different versions on the soundtrack okay of uh you're so beautiful uh of course with my favorite being the one at the white party when uh jesse did the this the kind of song make a man love a man a man love a man a man love a man you got that version um let me see what is this um it's like one version got it and one version don't yeah, I, I gotta go to my Empire playlist real quick. No, nope, Empire no problem. music. Um, yeah, I got the white part. Of the oh, sometimes you feel insecure. Trust me, girl, I understand. No manicure. Just know that I still hold your hand. <laughs> I'm just saying. You look so good when you walk by. Sexy comes in every size. Keep wearing that. You ain't playing. La 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 la. You got yourself a new man. This Kanye workout plan. I call that baby fat. It sure look good to me. I think you're so beautiful. Give the world a show. Up, down, 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 up, down
It's the kind of song make a man love a man, a man love a man, a man love a man. Yeah, it's the kind of song make a man love a man, a man love a man, a man love a man. Oh, I don't care who knows. Go up, down, up, down, up, down. Go up, down, up, down, up, down. Shake it fast. Inside the cold red collard greens. Call me happy, and I like it. Ow! You're so beautiful. All right, that was number two. That was number two, and that was close. Twenty nine and twenty four. You know, um, the rest was uh, kind of far off. Uh, Eight said, "Keep your money." That was the third highest. Now I'm not sure about that because I'm. I do like keep your money, but I think y'all just like it because you heard it so much. Ah, it's that dollar dollar bill, y'all. Oh yes. Give me my money! I told you to stop. I'm not doing this anymore. I hated the way they introduced this song. Right. It was with him like walking through the ghetto and all that shit. Dollar dollar bill, y'all. Dollar dollar bill, y'all. Everybody's looking for something. Make you wanna kill y'all. Can you get something for nothing? Work hard, play even harder. Gotta save up for my nickels and quarters. Kick ass for handouts. It's time to be a man now. I don't need it. You can keep your money. I don't want it. If you throw it in my face, I'm still leaving. You can keep my money. Can't let it go the way. Money. Makes the world go round. Makes the world go round. I'm hungry and you got me going. Give me my money. I'm hungry and you got me going. Give me my money. Temporary laid off. Guess that all the good times are over. When will it ever pay off? I guess I didn't know when to fold on. Work long so I can play all the time. Gotta save up all my nickels and dimes. Pour a hand down. It's time to be a man now. I don't need it. You can keep your money. Every time this song came up too, it was way too poignant in the plot. Yeah. <laughs> it was like right after Lucius would be like, I'm gonna cut you off for the like 17th time and shit. And then he'll walk outside and be like, I don't need this get in the cab and be like dollar dollar bill y'all like oh yes. come on come on man that's not when that would come up um and then okay so that was number three number four is no apologies now this one should have got way more I, love I this like should have at least song. been third i don't know how I keep your money is over no apologies it's underrated man yes this is my jam right here now this is the song they play every time they show a preview for it right 
Turn up, turn up, turn up, turn down, turn up. Hell yeah. Hey. I ain't scared of nothing. I get crunk when I hear this. They say he's so reckless. Bunky in the casket. Better hit the exit. I eat you for breakfast. Diamonds on my necklace. Guess that's what I'm blessed with. I'm a revolutionary. Part of my vocabulary. I don't even remember carrying to me when I'm in the city. I do what I wanna say, what I want with no apologies. Excuse me if I'm fun, I say what I want with no apologies. And they gon' shoot me up, hell nah, hell nah. They gon' shoot me up, hell nah, hell nah. They gon' shoot me up, I say what I want with no apologies. You talking, never mind, I beg your pardon. Maybe they take me anywhere. Well, I never learned my lesson. Try hard not to get arrested. Guess they didn't get my message. Effing, I don't really care. So much in my head. Oh, oh. Let them know. So much in my head. Oh, oh. The clothes that you get, they try to hold you back. The clothes I don't get fed. No. Can't nobody stop me, y'all. Not even for Obama, y'all. I'm coming, gunning, gunning for you, automatic, ready, aim, let it go, oh, I do what I want to say, what I want, with no apologies, excuse me if I'm blunt, I say what I want, with no apologies, and they won't shoot me up, hell nah, hell nah, and they won't shoot me up, hell nah, hell nah. I do what I wanna say, what I want, with no apologies. They can be mad at me, look at my family, I guess this is love with my bloodline. It's been a long time, not so pathetic, I said it, I meant it. Care less, not so pathetic, I said it, I meant it. You don't like it, then I can care less. Oh my god. The beat on that goes so damn hard. Like, that should be like second. You know what I'm saying? I love that song. Man, you guys are fucking up in this poll. Anyway, that's what got fourth. And then Tell the Truth only got 2%. And it's about right. Let me be honest with y'all. Tell the Truth. It's not one of my favorites. It's another one where it keeps coming up at the most appropriate time in the show. <laughs> like right after somebody lies to you. <laughs> and then he always starts singing that Tell the Truth. Yeah. And it's really, it's four minutes long, but it's really just a long ass chorus. And I'm surprised. Mm. Go ahead. Um, what is that song? Uh, with the girl that's the, at the very beginning with the bald head sings. I love that song. I'm surprised that song they get on the champion. Is it champion with the ball? Oh, because that's a beautiful oh, you talking about the song, but it's he, slower. Which I understand. the one where he's like, think about that time that your cousin died. I just think that's a beautiful song. And you looked in his eyes and watched the mm-hmm. life drain out. Yes. That that shit. Nah, yeah. that I don't like that. That's I mean I like that song, but it's it's only like a minute long. It's really just. It's what is love, and it's only for that intro. Okay, I haven't heard of her longer version of that song. Huh? I've heard a longer version of that song. What? Not on that? Not on the show? You ain't? Oh, not on the show? No, 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 no. It ain't on the soundtrack either. What is love is a minute twenty nine seconds. Okay. Yeah, it only seems longer on the show because she fucks it up three times. Okay. I was and then he right. and then he makes her do it right the last time, and then they go. He's like, "That's a hit," and then they, it ends. <laughs> Tell 
How couldn't they tell that he was gay with this song? <laughs> I mean, it has closet in the opening line. A phrase. I mean, come on, dog. In the night, Yeah, that beat do go hard. Somebody in said it. They hide from the truth. In the end, they lie to you. One day the skeletons gonna come out. One day the elephant in the room will make a sound. Watch out for lions, tigers, and bears. I'm about to hit the fan. Better beware. Tell the truth. song should have got lower love the beat to that song the beat is good but four minutes come on man i mean they do have a part where they harmonize that is good hold on let me see if i can get to that part that part is good for that part no sorry nope <laughs> and then getting zero votes bad girl got zero votes wow and that's the song for the fake ass rihanna chick <gasps> yes you I, know, the, I really thought like the beat least, to that song goes hard i love the beat to that song i thought at least some women's empowerment people would vote for her just like to give a woman some votes right where where um wasn't she in there doing like a, a generic music video skit mm-hmm. and he walks in there with his boys and she was like, y'all got to be, I had watched some y'all, <laughs> you got to beat it. Everybody was like, it's not really a Rihanna ripoff, but then she had that, oh la 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 la, that shit. Mm-hmm. If you really got a thing for a bad bad girl. Oh na 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 na. Oh na 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 na. 
that's exactly what Rihanna says on songs. Come on, guys. Come on. Looking for a boy that can make a lot of noise and the trouble is going down. I'm looking for a dude who can give me in the moon with a real big bank account. Wiggy, you can fix it like MacGyver. Really, but he acting like his father. Tell me the guy about the life and I'll turn you out. I'm looking for a hot boy so I can be a hot girl. If you can be a bad boy, then I can be a bad girl. Looking for a hot boy, so I could be a hot girl. If you're looking for a bad boy, I could be a bad girl. You're gonna have some fun. You wanna have fun? I can give you what you want. Yeah, give it to me, give it to me, Papa. So you can tell, like, all right, I see why that one got low. Um, all right, man, and then. Four percent of y'all said y'all were writing a song below, and you didn't, um, which is crazy. But you touch says I voted no apologies as the best song, and since the show itself uses it as a theme during recaps, they probably agree. But my personal favorite are "You're So Beautiful," the version that makes a man love a man, and "Lola," which I know is a wild card. The production was quasi early '80s thing going on that I like. Yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> that L O L O A. That that shit L O L A. Well, well, welcome to the family. Since they didn't write in, it was a song that you think should have made the list that they didn't. That they didn't write in. Um, let me see, cause I came up with a. Well, obviously, can't trust them. Can't trust them is underrated. It's got some pretty good lyrics. Um, it's the rap song, but nobody really likes jazz as a rapper. This joint right here sounds some DMX shit. Like if you hate women. This is the song for you. Oh, Lord. Fellas, if you clever, trust a lady never. Have you thinking back and wish you never would have met her. See her with the fitted dress, you know the designer. She fill it out nice, but the devil wears Prada. So no, 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 no. Never trust a man. Where they know the game. Trying to talk to me, I'm on my college football. In other words, I'ma act like I don't know the day. Know the day. Gonna make it plain. Tricks off a kid. Like LeBron did way. Gonna get paid, they gon' lose in a minute that they all get slayed. Ain't not nothing. Don't call me no sex, no discussion. They all phony and that's why I don't trust them. They all phony and that's why I don't trust them. Get your seat clicking. Grab in the back. You should get looking. They all phony and that's why I don't trust them. I don't trust them. I don't, I don't, I don't trust them. No. So yeah, that song yeah. that beat go hard. That sound like some shit some people would play at the HBCU mm-hmm. marching band. Mm-hmm. Be out there stepping hard on the football well, field. Well, they took them horns from uh, that's that's some down for my niggas. Okay, that's why that sound familiar. Yeah, trust uh, fuck the mother niggas because I'm down, down for, for my, my niggas. niggas. Fuck the mother. Yes, that's my song right there. Yeah, and not gonna no 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 Snoop Doggy Dog. Let me see if I can play that shit. Um, oh. Spotify, of course, is acting stupid. So, there you go. Wait, is it playing? I can't tell. I see the thing moving, but I don't hear no sound. I don't hear shit. So that sounds like a no to me. 
uh but yeah that down for my niggas snoop dog and c murder and um magic oh they have anything on um youtube on uh, youtube uh, i guess i could get it off of there i don't know what's been going on spotify lately by the way um anyway yeah yeah but yeah down for my niggas is what that where i originally heard that horn break now i'm sure okay. that's sampled from from spot somewhere else. somewhere yeah like I, I guarantee snoop didn't like play the horns himself oh there you go that's back when you can get shot in the club right that's like that. that sound like a, a you literally this is the shit niggas play on their way picking up their boys to the club it's like your pre get crunk music mm-hmm. right here um uh, so uh he says i do think 80 no apologies is more solid song both in writing and production and both of these that makes sense though because no apologies came early in the series and they got in and that, as they got into production jim beans the lead produ- producer and songwriter timberland was working in the su- supervisory role for most of the season ended up writing each episode songs over the weekend days before they filmed the sequences they appeared on in the show and like most of the rest of the world drip drop is a good pleasure for me too sterling says i can't believe you're so beautiful isn't winning terrence serenaded us and said he be watching you like the camera do and this is the thanks he get yeah that's another underrated version the the terrence howard version of you're so beautiful oh okay what version uh, is that? that's the one it's terrible i mean it's we, terrible if we're being honest it's, it is a guilty pleasure because it's not a good song and he can't sing but it's something about him the way he sang it um as only terrence howard can yeah and they played it during the sex scene with him and cookie spoiler alert sorry oh you good should have watched by now oh yeah uh i don't mind yep. mm. feeling all insecure oh no 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 <laughs> Sometimes you feel insecure. Trust me, girl, I understand. Like that's why that scene with at the white party was so explosive is because it's his daddy's song and his dad is a homophobe and then uh he, he took it. it yeah he took it and he gave it up but even when no manicure baby girl i hold your hand you look so good when you're walking by sexy comes in every size keep wearing that you ain't playing you ain't playing you got yourself a new man Good to me. Say, you're so beautiful. 
Motherfucking show! What's wrong with y'all? <laughs> I know. I might watch it again. Jesus Christ! <laughs> uh, we just derailed the show for like a fucking hour just playing music. <laughs> yeah, how good that show was. Shame on y'all. And of course, shout out to Bomani Jones for putting me on. Um, over the epi- hashtag with Bohays in bio. Yeah, he's the one who got me on the drugs. Uh, episode nine nine thirty three. Ben Affleck on slaves. Uh, we had some comments. Uh, Sugar Bay says, one, regarding Ben Affleck, king of slaves, <laughs> a few people online started to go in on Professor Gates, not saying he, not saying he damaged his credibility. I wouldn't go as so, go so far, well, I wouldn't go as far as to say that, but I'm annoyed that he acquiesced to Ben's request. He should have respectfully declined to air, uh, BA's episode. That way, he maintains his integrity and the show's integrity. What amazes me is that Ben seems to suffer from some weird delusion that people were going to hate him. Get over yourself. They trace Anderson Cooper's roots, and he had slave owner ancestors. Sarcastic gasp. His episode aired. He owned it, and even at even and even said he was glad his ancestor was killed by a slave. He said he had twelve slaves. I don't feel bad for him. Boom. True. 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 Um, Bell Hooks. That's number two. You said exactly what I was shouting in the car while listening to that section. She continues to over-police feminists, and most importantly, she attacked someone who fights every day to appear more feminized. I thought the point was to allow us women to have the right to choose how we want to portray slash comport ourselves without excessive censorship and critiques. Right. Yeah, I mean, plus, you know, um, it's different coming from different perspectives because some people are fighting for the freedom to be... uh, not only sexy to yourself but to appear sexy to other people and to embrace your sexiness and your difference um because it's, it's something that's been afforded to other classes and other types of people mm-hmm. that has not been afforded to trans people right. it's not been afforded to certain races of people right you know and a lot of times there's well-meaning people that step in front of that uh in front of those people and in front of the people that are have been traditionally marginalized trying to take bullets for him that don't need to be taken like mm-hmm. remember when sofia vergara was at the grammy or i think the emmys and got on got up in a dress as part of a comic bit that they were doing about how diversity helps tv and then part of the joke was because look how fine sofia vergara is and her you know latin beauty you know, and all the, all, you know, just curvy and, and, and vivacious. And, you know, everyone was in on the joke. And there were people that were like, they objectified her. It's like, one, if the joke is she's being objectified for a good cause, then they understand what they're doing. Two, you can't objectify yourself. 
so she got up there and was like i'm part of this joke and three you're taking away her agency from it because she's actively getting up there it's not like they cut to her in the audience and she just happened to be buying a soda or some shit and they were like look at that ass you know like not the same like it was the point of the bit and number four the most offensive part is if that was tina fey up there or amy poehler up there you would be lauding it as the funniest fucking thing that ever happened right or you know if that was um uh lena dunham you guys are going how brave it was Mm -hmm. but because it was a woman who is not in the quote-unquote traditionally hollywood aka white traditional vein of the hollywood aesthetic you guys were stripping her of our power and saying she's just a victim and she was not a victim Mm -hmm. so you know and i think that happens sometimes like when you talk about laverne cox when you talk about uh beyonce you just have people Mm -hmm. that are like i'm only comfortable with you being this and that's it if you try to step outside of that box that's it like you can you can be a victim of this but you cannot be a person who is actively upholding uh, the banner of this well no somebody who's actually fighting against it in a different way than i am correct like only my way is right and everybody else is just in the way so right and that's why i say upholding the banner of this because the, the thing about it is like it's all supposed to be the same banners the same colors the same purpose but apparently it's not it's just one of those things where hey if you don't fit our structure of what we say it is then it's not quote unquote real and everybody wants to challenge other people's uh authenticity and, but at the end of the day the whole purpose is for these rights mm-hmm. to be different right uh number three regarding the dear brother with the heart transplant from guest the race segment the backstory uh in this is his request for a heart transplant elicited a huge petition because he was originally rejected some group took on the hospital and said it was because of his race and his past while they were denying him a heart y'all know that the worst thing you can call white folks is racist so they reversed their original decision and gave him the heart and took it and look at what this dear brother did with this someone else's good heart that motherfucker yeah that was a guy who got a heart transplant um it was very controversial like she like she brought up and then went out on a crime spree and got killed and the reason they didn't want to give him the heart transplant in the first place is like you're a motherfucking evil ass criminal man you don't need to just like giving you an extra life in grand theft auto you just gonna use it for bad and he wasted and everybody's it. like y'all being racist so they was like all right we'll give him a heart and he's like actually i am evil <laughs> i won <laughs> I take this plus one. Oh, now I'm dead. Uh, Azul Manzana says, on Ben Affleck, the only people who would have thought poorly of him having slave-owning ancestors are the same people who want to own slaves now. By censoring this info, he invoked the same privilege that he had previously decried to great effect. Right. As for Gates, I'm just waiting for the Gates-Dyson-West battle royale. I don't think Gates is even involved in that shit. West and Dyson never said nothing about him uh tim mcgraw he admitted to voting for obama it's a miracle he hasn't gotten to the dixie the dixie chicks treatment yet oh okay that's the guy who actually went to uh new new newtown Mm -hmm. to uh raise money for that school shooting yeah um and the nra was like fuck him and then he released a statement like look man i'm pro gun on this gun ship but I'm pro-responsible gun ownerships, and we need to raise money for these kids. Fuck you. Yeah, I think with the Dixie Chick, didn't they come out against the war? Yeah, and George Bush. Right. They was like, we don't give a fuck about you voting for the president. You better not come out against this motherfucking war. Well, also, they were women. Right. Let's be honest. Come on now. They were women, and women don't get to be having them opinions and shit. Come on. You better get out of here. Superman says, 
I expect it better from Bruce, but I guess he ain't as trill as the nerds make him out to be. Uh, so I think he's talking about Ben Affleck on the slaves and mm-hmm. referring to him as Bruce Wayne. <laughs> right. He's the billionaire now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's supposed to be liberal. We know all that money. Do you think the news should have to pay to play the Walter Scott video was the poll? Uh, because the guy who filmed it hired like a lawyer and the lawyer basically said, uh, sent a cease and desist to all media organizations that were playing that video and said, if you want to pay, play it, you have to play us $10,000 to show the video. Mm-hmm. So it was very controversial. Some people were like, uh, well, this is bad because we need this kind of video to spread the awareness. Some people were like, good because we're getting desensitized to this shit. We're seeing it 300,000 times a day. It's mm-hmm. basically disasterbation. Uh, I, I think I fall more in with the second group, to be honest. Like, I'm kind of glad that it's, like, I understand that it's spread awareness, but to be honest, it was fair use when it first came out. Right. That time has passed. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see this shit on loop, like the Eric Garner death and Mm-mm. stuff like that. The Mike Brown uh, pushing the dude into a wall. Of the, like, and, and honestly, we we don't need to see these images a thousand times. Right. Nobody does. And, and honestly, I and I, I said it before, and I said it said it again. I think you should charge uh, for the simple fact that it will force media to move on to some other shit if they know they have a limited amount of time to play it. Um, and also people act like in this particular situation, you have two family. We actually, you actually have three families that are affected. You have the police officer's family, the person that, that, that shot or died and the person that made the video. A lot of times people don't really think of those people as people, but there are people too. And a lot of times once their name gets out in the public, once people realize who they are, their lives are also changed forever too. Mm-hmm. Like you also have them getting death threats. You will have people tracking them down. You have some, sometimes these people may not be able to get jobs, you know, because once you become infamous for shit like that, people go, well, I don't want you here videotaping shit around here mm-hmm. and we have problems in our working environment. So it's just one of those things where people really don't consider you literally got three groups of people that are directly or indirectly um, affected by a video that's released. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, 61% of people said the news should have to pay to play the video. Mm-hmm. 39% of people said no. And I can I can understand both sides even though I, I lean towards no. I can too. Joe Spacey says, I thought the cameraman gave the recording to the family in the first place to avoid all of this. For him to suddenly start appearing places neglect, negates that. Though I give it, I give him no ill will for doing so. If he worked for one of these news networks, he would be receiving a salary. There is no for the good of society when a man has to eat. Even more so when one has a credible threat from a formidable opposition. This is not a random video of the snow falling. This is actual news. That said, I don't believe that a pay-per-play policy is as appropriate as providing a fixed fee based on newsworthiness. Mudrow says, I think that some compensation should be given even as a donation. That man just moved a mountain. He should be compensated. I don't want to deal with the ethical nor moral issues in it. Cut him a check. Sterling H says, I just don't want to see the videos anymore, period. Not on TV, on my timeline, or my Facebook feed. Seeing death just desensitizes you to it, in my opinion. And white folks, TM, already don't have, don't give a damn about us dying. All right. That was a more serious poll. What was I thinking? Um, <laughs> you put it down. Should have made another Empire poll. Uh, all right. And then we had Blackademic Beef. Well, we had uh, the crew from uh, Three of Negroes on, Ray, Jim, and Neruda um a very fun time was had i believe i had a great time um, with 
we broke down that michael eric dyson epic epic ass uh take down a cornell west which mm-hmm. i support full fully and full of pettiness mm-hmm. sometimes people tell you your name ain't these streets and you got to take it down take it back take that shit to trial right um anyway comment sugar bay says i loved this episode i love ray and the rooters banter those dear brothers was hilarious <laughs> well all right uh i guess jim didn't do good enough job sorry jim if you're listening uh i'm so happy you covered brother west and brother dyson's war words none of my friends nor even my sister who loves to read would touch that nine thousand word mini telenovela <coughs> i too got my life from the literary bars that med dropped man let me tell you something um i'm i was thinking about this last night first of all everybody that tried to act above it you're not above it okay Mm-mm. i know i'm not i know what this is really about some of y'all said i'm above it because what you wanted to really what you didn't want to really say is i'm not reading all that shit right i do want to know what's in it and i am petty and i am here for public beef the problem is it's too dense and i don't like reading just be just be honest i was i kept it real if one for roger i wouldn't know because i honey because i scrolled down that scroll some more and scroll, i was like oh fuck this Mm-mm, i got other shit to do yeah way too many people were like i don't i don't i don't like you know i don't like you know i think they should just not keep it personal you know take the personal attacks out Mm-mm, no what the fuck are you thinking i wish that we could get the five thousand words he didn't put out because you because I, I know that was worse i guarantee you it was some editing i guarantee you he took about six thousand words out of that bitch and was like oh well this is as low as i'm gonna take it people kept saying oh he was getting personal he wasn't getting personal enough only personal shit he brought up was him calling from block numbers with prayers and the anita baker concert and if you be honest if we're being honest the anita baker concert painted him in the con light it was really like we had a good time we was friends mm-hmm. that was like his build up to like dude we had a personal relationship and then they fucked it up right that so so i we're being honest i want to see the the shit where he's like yeah and then that nigga came around my house with some new joints and he owed me a hundred dollars right put that out mike i'll read it right because academic people are very 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 goddamn worried that's what they fuck they do so i can guarantee you this shit was edited and re-edited and edited and re-edited again yeah you ain't got to put out the put it on tnr put it on boston i'll read them last five thousand words of personal attacks you talking bad about his fro and shit i love it <laughs> i would how love he it. don't put no shea butter in it come on yeah, talk t- about his beard how dry and scratchy it is yeah how many times did he have to be like he lied through his gapped ass teeth I mean, hold on. Edit. Let, me, <laughs> let me edit that out. The dear brother. He said he used black Jamaican oil. He lies, lies, I tell you. The dear brother is not familiar with the truth. Okay, that's better than saying through his gapped ass teeth with his terrible. Edit, edit, edit. Oh, okay, edit. let me take that out. Um, uh, so it's, I'm so, so she says a couple of non illuminating thoughts. One, there were people online saying they should have kept it private because it shows a lack of black unity, et cetera. Rose eyes no i disagree we don't all think alike we've been fighting amongst ourselves forever and not just regular dear brothers but intellectual dear brothers been beefing since time immemorial we're not the only race to beef with each other and have disagreements let's stop feeling the shame when some of us beef publicly because at least it's with words and not guns but most importantly bring on the public pettiness right 
you know like i was listening to uh academic shade which is uh on the twib network mm-hmm. uh really really good podcast and thea butler's it on is it. uh elon was on it and they had this other professor i can't remember his name something hard i think um anyway he he was they were on there and they were talking about like you know he shouldn't have said anything personal he should have re- kept it short he could have, and i was like what's the fun in that so so we could all not pay attention nah man nah no nine thousand words let his ass know write it on the wall hit him up let his ass feel the wrath that you've been feeling because you ain't really got your chance to say what you want to say and uh you know i have no problem with it and if he got a and if cornell got a problem with it see that man in the streets if that's really what it's about you know like to me uh i don't think a guy like cornell west getting checked is such a bad thing mm-hmm. and uh honestly it, if it keeps going and everybody's checking each other good i don't give a fuck uh you know i, I think uh people people have a way when something's not about them of acting like they're better than that nobody's better than that right very few people are really better than that if someone you know just starts throwing shade at you constantly for a couple years you're gonna have a moment where you clap back and i'm here for the clap back some of my best friends have clapped back you know some there's people online that i fuck with that i'm like they cool but the moment that i love them is when they clap back on somebody that was fucking with them i'm like good get their ass you know what i mean can't always let shit slide man anyway plus that nigga started it like that's another thing i hate like it's like a teacher that lets a kid get bullied and doesn't say shit then the kid fucking punches the bully in the eye and then they come over and go whoa 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 now we don't need all this violence like what where were you when this nigga was wet willy in my ear and shit you know he threw my books in the mud that was cool now i punched him in his eye we gotta go to the principal okay i see (laughs) now now you want to do your fucking job man get the fuck out of here everybody should have got cornell up out of there a, a while ago you know but people been letting him slide and while while some people have just been letting them slide because they're like well i disagree with them what they've been missing in all this is the personal attacks on other colleagues that they've been letting slide by saying all i by only saying i disagree with him and not yo that dude's wrong about melissa harris parody and he needs to stop it this collectively is let has been letting him morally slide and finally med checked them and med not necessarily the best representative but when you're in a fist fight, you ain't gotta be. You just gotta win that fight. You know what I'm saying? It's not like <laughs> when the battle is on, it's not like you go, well, you know, Floyd Mayweather's not a good person. I don't think that shit when he's punching someone in the face. I'm like he winning or he losing. That's it. We'll see what Cornell does though. Cause I don't think he gonna really kill him or nothing. We'll see. Number two, I also saw why people saying, I also saw people saying Amy D was wrong for this. And I was like, really, dear brothers? Didn't Brother West repeatedly uh-huh. come for Brother Amy D and publicly too? Come on, was it petty? Yes. Could it have been said in a thousand words? Yes. Uh, it could have been, yep. Number three, both them dear brothers got outlandishly huge egos. And that's what makes this black academic beef so delicious. Yes. Yeah, the hypocrisy is what makes it good. In the meantime, dear brother Dyson is relishing in his public resurgence. I just read a synopsis of an interview he did with The Root, and that nigga, I mean, dear brother, feelings was hurt by Brother West. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because the irony is Cornell's attacks on Obama got derailed by his own personal feelings and slights 
that he that had nothing to do with the poor or anything and it really derailed this whole platform because we sat back and were like are you really just mad you didn't get to go to the inauguration because like you don't gotta hide behind the poor people if that's what it is you know what i mean you don't really gotta question his blackness if all you give a fuck about is you didn't get your ticket to the inauguration come on bro and then um michael eric dyson was the same way it was like okay you say he's not public and he's a public intellectual he's not as well versus he used to be in the written word he's become sloppy and, and lazy and all that i get that but are you really just mad you called yourself out be honest come on man we know we know what it is he never paid you back for them to need a baker concert tickets come on be honest <laughs> like we knew what it was so that's that made it even funnier to me you know anyway, i don't need a perfect victim get get their ass uh <laughs> everybody try to act so above this shit like it's jesus versus you know the romans or something it ain't even that serious we won't be talking about this in a month y'all jesus get over it number four empire scandal and b and mary jane are now on a break this is the black intellectual version to love and hip-hop and db or dbop dear brothers of princeton where with no drinks or chairs or punches thrown yet can't wait to see the next episode i just hope there's a black academic meeting coming soon can both of them show up the net roots together like in oh you know that's gonna happen can can we get elon to like somehow get them on the docket together since he uh since elon is secretly the person that owns and runs net roots oh did i say too much (laughs) yeah because we backed by the jews oh the independent jew run media knows oh god we just ruined everything i'm sorry tony says these guys are hilarious the comedy chemistry between you all made this one of the funniest episodes of the year in my humble opinion i checked out their podcast and they were equally as funny so tbgwt nation if you enjoyed this episode check out their podcast it's definitely going to uh going to the top of the playlist queue yeah that show is hilarious yeah you're talking about three negroes uh-huh. azul manzana says fantastic show brother dyson went after brother west like madonna went after drake <laughs> Also, I think it is necessary thing for the Dyson West Imbroglio uh, has that the that the, oh that the Dyson West Imbroglio I guess it's a fight has blown open the notion that we must maintain a facile unity in the face of existential complexities of Black America and all its glory is false. Embracing public pettiness is just another step in integration. That sounds like Dyson wrote that. Man, this listen to the show uh mrs west says loved this episode the three of negroes team is hilarious but next time don't do ball alert with them or tell them to lighten up they made my favorite and most ratchet part of tbgwt too serious it's not supposed to be serious we know the ball alert ladies don't have (laughs) (laughs) self-esteem like we know this going in yeah uh, we know the volatile ladies don't have self-esteem use their pocketbooks to get men are trifling and petty as hell that's what makes it good as shit and i love it keep up the good work well you know mrs west uh it takes a while to get used to it and uh sometimes i don't mind the overanalyzing of it because it's fun you know so i didn't i didn't care but that segment took way longer than i thought because like 
every sentence in it was problematic and every <laughs> yes, it was. and because like our brains are used to me and like well we know it's gonna be full of problems so we can go through a whole paragraph or two before we like break it down sometimes and start the jokes and stop at the highlights but their brains are not used to that right so they were like stopping at the every sentence like what the fuck is what right right that's one of the things that is like if you're not used to going through that process right Plus, it was one of those advice ones instead of a uh, uh, a normal one, a groupie tail or something. Right. So, if it wouldn't have been a groupie tail, I think it would have went smoother. But um, you know, it's advice one. And plus, they're very analytical, analytical and thoughtful, and they were just mm-hmm. you know everything that stood out. They wanted to pick apart, and I, I, I didn't mind it. I thought mm-hmm. it was funny. Me either. Michael Eric Dyson writes in: <laughs> Grab your Glocks when you see Dyson. Call the cops when you see Dyson. Who shot me? But your punks didn't finish. Now you got to feel the wrath of a menace, nigga. I hit him up. And he put take money take money <laughs> Craddock says i just want to say that i agree that andrew jackson is indeed the trillest president ever besides owning slaves and killing all the indians part i go one further man if we're being honest that's part of being trill too <laughs> like mm-hmm. trill ain't always good that's some trill ass shit the trill is trill that dude killed all the native americans what was wrong with him <laughs> he just like we're gonna take this he just kept moving them further man like you gotta be a crazy cold-hearted motherfucker to just be like and we're drawing the line here now oh wait a minute nope. oh, 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 oh don't don't oh, sit down mm-hmm. don't sit down don't get too comfortable you're gonna be moving a little yeah. further back playing musical states right and, and and in fact you stay right there we're gonna draw a circle around you mm-hmm. and uh this is your territory okay let's see there's no nowhere to plant crops here yes there's no animals to no eat. soil is dry it's very, it's very cold there's nothing to all do right. um all right guys this is yours now yeah 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 yeah. you can have casinos yeah 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 mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. actually back then you couldn't even have casinos it's just like shit here's some alcohol and some small blocks banklets uh have a good one right here's and uh, if you're lucky in uh 17 generations uh adam sandler let you be in this film <laughs> besides all the duels and stuff there actually was an assassination attempt on him attempt on him when he was president when the assassin's gun misfired jackson proceeded to beat the hell out of the assassin with his cane this was before secret service so it was up to various congressmen to disarm the guy and put the president to safety oh, shit. sorry for the random tangent this is one of my favorite random things here's a cartoon of the incident so he put a picture on here i'll put somebody it with chat. a cane that's true for him. Like, oh motherfucker you gonna shoot me and miss i'll right. make you pay I know that dude face got fucking tight as shit when he when that gun ain't go off. Right. Cause you know back then, like he probably didn't like he probably didn't just try to shoot him. He probably said something first. For the republic. And then yeah. click click click. click. <laughs> yeah, you, you know back then it was the you had to pour the gunpowder, you had to step right. it down in there, you had to be sure your shit was right, and if you fuck around and miss, you had another five minutes of preparation. And then what's funny is that in the picture there's already a gun on the ground so the dude must have missed with one gun <laughs> pulled out pulled another, out another gun and then got his ass whooped by that dude with a cane yes he was like i might be old to have a cane but i can still beat your ass with it oh man strength plus slavery and oppression strength that's a lot of strength and a whole lot hc says man i'm just out here on the dance floor party and dancing with a few ladies just trying to enjoy our last two years with obama then here come these dudes yelling dear brother all hostile like i have my opinions on the two sides but you know the drill when the dj plays that little john put your hood up i'm gonna take make my way out the dance floor 
might secretly push a dear brother two hour my way and enjoy the petty from the sidelines them black academics don't pay yeah yeah i don't understand why people try to get so serious about this it wasn't even that serious just because he took it serious and wrote all them words don't mean we got to shit true <laughs> like i was like y'all got me fucked up you think i'm about to talk about the state of black america because these niggas mad people really got real problems in the world like i'm this is good well this is some well-timed entertainment mm-hmm. have you ever had sex in public yes or no 70 percent of our audience has had sex in public i believe that 30 percent of y'all need to get on the fucking ball What's yes wrong y'all with you do guys? come on jasmine simone says yes yes in my teenage years with my first serious boyfriend we were out of control had no morals fucked everywhere because we should couldn't fuck at home i remember the first time we played hooky and went to the movies to see ice age 2 in quotes we sat all the way in the back and got it in yeah y'all playing ass age 2 <laughs> we also sexed in the park on the hill on the bench at the local dairy queen lodger room inside his older brother's apartment almost in the church parking lot in my mom's cavalier while she was serving on new year's eve sugar bay just says redacted <laughs> prince of king says when you live at your mama's house you really don't have much of an option kj dollar says yep i sure have went to the park with my then girlfriend when i was high in high school she was in college at the time so i really thought i was doing something we went to the park boy you got raped no i'm just kidding i don't know oh lord depend on the ages we went to the park not far from her house and what was supposed to be to only be a freak session because a full out fu- became a full out fuck section yeah that was yeah that was a time in life remember that was like a new and exciting time in life but also the worst mm-hmm. when you just be like i'm we just gonna make out I'm like for what once you become an adult you're like for why <laughs> right once you become an adult you be like uh nigga this ain't comfortable my right. knees cracked my back can't bend like that no i will not put my leg up there nigga well, get I'm a not, hotel room no i'm not even talking about public sex i'm talking about freak sessions where it's like yeah we just gonna finger bang in the car and shit I'm like no no i don't know we should get someone and finish this right no 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 freak sessions we if we, we 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 ain't fucking i'm out like don't waste my time yeah back then you didn't have a choice though you just took what you could get right like, he's like okay i'll bang if that's all i can get right now yeah, it's definitely new and exciting and shit but you know after a while it's like come on uh i was hitting it i was hitting it in, i was hitting it in on and around the car we finished up no we didn't leave a condom behind for small kids to use a balloon because <laughs> you probably didn't use a condom and right as we were pulling out the parking oh, lot Lord. a police officer a police squad car pulled into the park he followed us all the way back to my girl's house but never put the lights on us it was thrilling and a lot of fun i would probably do public sex again well good luck kj dollar yeah he, I, he they he, they might have thought he was uh fucking prostitute, a prostitute yeah. right then once you got to a home he was like nah this ain't a prostitute sterling a says does the backseat of the mercedes in the pale moonlight count i think it should since two people stopped to watch we ain't stopped though <laughs> mm. i like how you threw that that mercedes in there i'm brag um uh, then we have episode 935 tyrese versus Jolie. um <laughs> uh the comments for this one i had a lot of comments see uh azula manzana says quick aside why do you have the labor law poster in the background i always wondered about that because we're a business and it's legally required in our state 
animal thugs says oh yeah we have to sweetie yeah yeah i, yeah, I, I, to I, hang I, it back I, I think two of them failed my bad yeah i don't know what she's doing we we living illegal y'all <laughs> we're breaking the law I, I, you know it, and it's the same thing you have at your jobs which tell you what the minimum wage is and and you know all the rules and regulations you know we already broke the sexual harassment laws but you know that's just come on karen don't be putting our business in the street <laughs> They see us rolling. Right. They hating. <laughs> right. Trying to catch us casting dirty. Trying to catch us casting dirty. dirty. Trying, Trying to catch, catch us casting dirty. dirty. Hey. Animal Thug says, maybe I was advanced as a kid, but at eight years old, I would not have picked a condom up off the ground and put it to my lips. Even if it was a balloon and it's still, it is still gross. Another reason why sex ed needs to happen in school is at least the bare bone stuff so some kid doesn't end up with love blisters on his lips. Right. Yeah, I wouldn't have either, but you know, there's, we all know that kid that would at eight. Come on. Right. It's special. Come on. Sugar Bay says, I was stuck in traffic while you read the story of the eight year old blowing up the condom. I made the weirdest faces. People in the other car were looking at me strangely. Thanks, dear brother Rob. <laughs> Cabadonna says, update on those whack-ass white rapper on that whack-ass scam dust. Corona is a section of Queens where basically it's a bunch of racist-ass white dudes who for some reason love hip-hop. Quintessential bro rap. These dudes sound like they haven't listened to a rap group other than House of Pain or Insane Clown Posse. Now, never, ever, ever play that stuff again. I gotta bleach my ears after this well look man i'm sorry you didn't like scam dust i mean he's uh just a dude that's trying to sexually harass some women and mm-hmm. let people know how he feels about that and mm-hmm. that's corona. what that's what he does also i did not take kindly to being told what to do and i think you knew that talking about what we need to do on the show again cal says that submissive black woman video was extremely creepy oh yeah i remember that mm-hmm. shit especially since the person listed weak as a desirable trait and i feel sorry for the interracial couples whose videos he used i doubt they knew this creepy asshole was going to use them to shit on black women thank god nobody introduced this doo-doo head to the chonilla podcast 
as for the lawyer who was defending utah's bigotry i have no idea what the hell he was talking about i mean he was talking about how his side had a rational reason for opposing gay marriage but nothing he said makes sense and i do agree with you rod i wish people would stop entertaining every stupid argument that comes their way i think the news started this trend years ago when they had those debates about global warming yeah that's what i don't get like they fucking invited that dude to a college to sit down and talk about it and nothing he said was based in anything fact it was just like Mm -hmm. religion and how he felt about shit fuck him this is a place of learning and facts like the fact that he you're entertaining his his argument is just so such it's such a problem i don't Mm -hmm. mind i don't mind you breaking down his argument but bringing him there putting him on the panel and then respectfully disagreeing like like oh we just don't see eye on this that, that's mm-hmm. ridiculous mm-hmm. fuck you, you like could you imagine some, yeah i couldn't imagine in 2015 them doing that with well no i could mm-hmm. sadly yeah but like but i could i couldn't imagine them doing it with stuff like black people having the right to vote or something <laughs> some some something like that maybe i, I could see them doing it fucking stupid huh? I, I, people so goddamn stupid i could oh well you have a point everybody has to have a point yeah but i couldn't see a college inviting some like a kkk member to come to the school okay and say hey let's argue about black people's right to vote should black people be able to vote they would that would be so insulting on a base level to everyone they would be like we're not gonna fucking do that but something like gay people getting married they would do that and that's so fucked up because it tells you what level you have you consider that issue anyway felt five says what's good rod and karen great show as always man let me tell you that fucking youtube video about black women acting different in interracial relationships had me fuming this asshole is obviously a coward who uses bird logic to come up with opinions on how to approach relationships mm-hmm. yeah i mean also you know he went and got world star, star videos come on now i found out later the videos he used for interracial couples were actually from some sort of like test or game that people on an interracial dating site were playing where it's like you know so so the people are trying to appear mm. to have a very happy relationship anyway right now if he wanted to juxtapose that with say blackpeoplemeet.com if they had a similar competition where they had couples that met on blackpeoplemeet.com and were like here's uh some examples of happy couples i guarantee you the black women in those videos will look just as quote-unquote submissive as anybody as anything else but but you want to compare it to basically um uh you want to compare those happy couples to black women fighting in public on worldstar.com come on man right so stupid don't even know damn relationship just some shit you picked up yeah you know, get out of here uh like it's, it's on, like worldstar hip-hop is such a terrible site and sources it could literally be like a dude grabs some woman's pussy from behind in public on the bus and then someone starts filming and then she turns around like get your hands off me it's like look at these black women jesus christ what's wrong with them um so yeah he says i'm a black man i've been married close to seven years now to an amazing black woman who lets me know what's on her heart and how i have no issues with that i love her and so i respect and value her opinion and we mostly make decisions together if you're in a relationship whether interracial or, or within your own race i don't believe the relationship dynamics uh should be hinged on race if it is then the couple needs to step back and do some serious reflection on what constitutes a healthy partnership you were both spot on when you called this guy a bitch ass nigga who probably doesn't deserve the company of a black woman i believe if he dated one he would rehash this type of bullshit at the first sign of resistance or anything he wants her to agree with yeah i hope people like this don't get with anybody just don't reproduce 
we don't we don't need them in the gene pool Mm-mm. that's why whenever people go well if he had a woman he would understand no i, I don't think he, he would right i hope he don't have one because this is something to her intelligence also the scam dust character sounds like a combination of a looney tune and an everlast light version this dude the dude from house of pain anyway great work as always y'all i don't write in much but me and my wife are, all, are always listening hey boo y'all continue to be an awesome dear sister karen and dear brother rod all oh, right thank thanks you. and the poll was you got some silverware but really are you eating though <laughs> yes no don't be mad i'm doing me better than you doing you um yes 14 percent got some silverware but really they are eating though 20 percent got silverware but they are not eating though Mm-mm. and 66 percent said don't be mad because i'm doing me better than i'm doing better than you doing you i'm in that group uh felt five says breakfast lunch and dinner is for beginners you ain't even know i did not even know that is true mm-hmm. fucking we fine yes and before we uh move on this there's something um i want to talk about talking about the black academic stuff okay um number one i think for me in that whole situation maybe put like this i think a lot of black academics aren't being truthful with themselves and i think a lot of black academics don't want to call out anybody because they don't want this article written about them because they probably said shit that pissed their colleagues off and made people mad but everybody is like i might be this victim one day so everybody wants to come out and 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 not uh persecute the the people that are doing these things and if you come out on a public platform and constantly come out somebody i feel like that person has the same right to use the same platform that you use to clap back at you i don't have a problem with that at all and it's funny how a lot of these black academics come out and be like well you know we ought to have a fist fight no motherfuckers y'all about words that's what y'all do y'all do a lot of goddamn words and so it's just one of those things where it's just gonna be words you know Mm -hmm. and as much as people talking about well i'll fist fight you no you really wouldn't most of y'all when you get to that level y'all ain't gangster like that y'all not hood like that you're not ghetto like that you're not going to do that you fight back and clap back with words you do it all the time for your arguments this is what you do Mm -hmm. yeah i think it's kind of like police how police even good and bad police always get on the same line um what, what you know what i'm saying we're mm-hmm. like even if they're good or bad they always like just keep our shit in house don't ever talk about this don't ever look you know look bad like we need to do as much stuff as we can to try to uh you know keep this image keep, up. right and i think a lot of the people that are black professors and stuff like that seem to be kind of leaning towards to keep out all the stuff inside and in the house and you know i don't think that's a realistic expectation and i think once the game is violated i don't understand how people can just ignore the things cornell west said and did to other black academics in public and then be like but none of us can say anything back to him because he's done work well all of them have done different work and he disrespects people's work and then expects no one to say anything back because we're supposed to hold them in this place of esteem and i think that's unfair correct and, and where were you at when he was saying this shit that's the problem like like to me that's the problem that i have it's it's, it's one of those things where 
he can cut a monkey go out in public go on television go to all these forums constantly talk smack about everybody there it's a small group of black academics anyway that they get to these to this prestige and because this group is small a lot of times they feel like we have to do whatever we got to do to protect this group and and i'm not saying i don't understand that i do but when you have somebody that constantly call out the people in the group what is wrong with those people of the group turning back around and go no motherfucker you are wrong you're wrong with what you're saying and they do it on the same platform that he's doing it on but all of a sudden i'm supposed to keep it private i'm supposed to pull you to the side i'm supposed to be the bigger person i'm supposed to be the person that's reasonable when you're not reasonable right right yeah like i said it's like when someone's being antagonized and then they swing back and they swing as hard as they can and knock that motherfucker out and then everyone goes well, well i mean really it shouldn't be about balance at all it's like well you just were ignoring everything that happened before that moment right and everybody you know? has a limit everybody you know it's in my thing it's, it's not like this is the first time this thing has been going on and the thing about it's like everybody watching the bully everybody watching the bully somebody fucks around and hits the bully then everybody looks at you like no 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 you don't hit the bully you let the bully continue to be the bully and they look like well motherfucker he's bullying all of us yeah and I, and the thing that's funny that we've had that happen on the show before right where some people antagonized us via the show via twitter via social media whatever said fucked up shit about us and we um, let it roll and like and it t- and then the moment that we say anything back we will have people come out like well you know really you shouldn't even say anything why couldn't you just ignore it? And you're like so so the so your solution to life is like you're so scared of confrontation you're so scared of the clap back that you just let shit roll forever i'm sorry but i'm not a saint and i'm not trying to be that and i can't live with myself and there's a certain lack of integrity in letting lies and falsehoods about you just continue unchecked forever just so i can look good in public i'm not into that some people might be but i I, i'm like it's like the people that would write our show and talk shit about you you know or howard coming in our comments uh or and and acting the fool and derailing the whole podcast at some point it's okay for us to say something and if anything i only regret is that i don't say shit sooner right because sometimes i'm too patient with people i should just nip it in the butt right away and be like fuck you get the fuck away from me um but we try and i kind of err on the side of well maybe i'll give them a chance and it can work out right and the thing is like we try to give people benefits of the doubt because a lot of times when things happen they don't ever nobody ever goes back and examine what made you respond when people respond out of something and it's an anger or sadness whatever it is they're not responding out of the blue they're not responding just because they don't have anything else to do it's a series of things that happen to get them to that point and a lot of times before we say anything or before we do anything like that a lot of times we've let shit ride we let shit roll we've read things we that we haven't even talked to the audience about or presented to anybody just shit that me and roger has talked about but the second we say something everybody act like we're wrong but the problem i have with this the same critique that you give us you will not allow that critique in your everyday life if, some, if your co-worker said a motherfucking thing to you wrong you would snap but at the same time you're holding us to a higher standard and we're no better than anybody else all right uh episode 936 not my khaleesi one comment sheila says so funny i love your game of thrones reviews well thank you sheila oh sheila yes and the poll was Daenerys, yay or nay? Because I was like, you know, some people think we're unfairly harsh. 
some dude hit hit me up on twitter and was like you know nina and project fandom have a different opinion of them and i wish they you could invite them on the show and y'all could talk about it and all this shit and uh you know one anytime they need me to set them straight over there they know how to invite me <laughs> and two i've invited nina on several times but they're busy because i think the flash is going on right now they right. do their recaps mm-hmm. maybe later in the season when the flash is off maybe we'll be able to get her on mm-hmm. um but by then i'm sure i'll be proven right about um daenerys anyway um and then you know we'll see who's see who's the realist my thing is not that daenerys is unsalvageable she needs to die i just think she's fucking up right now totally possible that you know Tyrion can help her or somebody can get her back on track but she looks like a fucking unconfident uh little child right now she looks way in way over her head daenerys yay or nay yay 30 percent, which means i win nay 70 percent of people agree with me nay lady rock says she's messing up for sure but i still have hope she will get right if not then she has to go all the way left and have dragon burn the whole damn city down yep i, I wouldn't be surprised if the thing is she needs she has to get in a really really bad situation where she's about to die and then all of a sudden her dragons come back and help right like maybe something like that would be cool Mudro says she fucking up. She needs to get back to the political swagger and unite these kingdoms. Tyrion, bring your ass. He's so goddamn slow. You're like, come on. Jeremy says, I have to agree with Karen's initial point about Danny. She is learning that there is a difference between conquering and ruling. She can be an idealist when she is conquering, but pragmatism is necessary when you rule. Her statement to the young slave, to young slave is no, it's young slavey. Slavey. <laughs> when he said she was the law revealed that she screamed the law is the law that's important because if not all she did was trade the master's atrocities for the slaves if she believes in justice and fairness revenge can't be their motive here's my thing jeremy what's the law then the law is the law okay which law the law that the slave masters had in place before this because the law they had in place was fucking uh slavery and in the last couple of days that she's been taking over the city i'm pretty sure marine has not established new law this is now like it's it's a it's a way of disguising the fact that it really is her and and young slavey saw through that shit and said now his question was the truth which is you are the law like you she didn't have to kill young slavey and that's the other thing too no she didn't every like if you're like if 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 when you go out there and, and people are begging for mercy some people are begging for death, death. Mm-hmm. the right compromise would have been something like life in prison or something okay now i agree she, with that she didn't have to kill that kid Mm-mm. i agree well with she killed prison. him to try to prove how hard she was and that she's uh unflinching in leadership she alienated an entire class of people that she thought she was freeing and making equal she like as a black person in america i would know how that feels when you just see a decision in the courtroom and you're like really like that's what you came up with for that wow that's how that person felt you know that's how all those people felt so when i saw you know to me that's what i think when i see her ass um so he says um that's important because all right it it's almost parallel to what tywin said about robert baratheon 
he could conquer but he could not rule i think daenerys entire story arc is a comparison to each of the kings how each decision could start her down the road of any of them robert her father even joffrey i think she had to be the person she became with the dothraki to become the leader to learn to be fierce however that's not the only trait that makes a good king slash queen i think that conversation with tywin had with tommen at joffrey's funeral is more important to the story because it also can apply to daenerys i think drogan came uh came home to, to daenerys to show that he still thinks of her but he has to do his own thing i don't think him flying away was a rejection to her it was just him saying he loves her but he has to leave the nest mm-hmm. okay well i'm not saying it's necessarily a rejection i just think he smelled it and said you ain't you ain't who you used to be right and you don't seem too sure about touching me cabadonna says danny is all around slipping her her man piece knows it the masters and now the slaves know it and even her dragons know it her game isn't slipping it's falling off the table and fell under the chair (laughs) she can't decide if she wants to be a real liberator or a politician you give the rich dude who was killing slaves a trial but then you kill the slave for disobeying you that's some biblical level fuckery she wants to ensure freedom but she won't let people watch the fights now she's the liberal scold banning football is nothing else if nothing else the uh the danny needs Tyrion to play mickey to her rocky the gus del model to her mike tyson she needs to get back to being the mother of dragons right now she's not even a handmaiden of iguanas <laughs> uh sterling says just want to make it known that i'm voting not just say not just nay but rod is loose's line nay <laughs> <laughs> no doubt man uh all right and uh we got voicemails let's get to those bad boys uh where we're at here uh which one came first this one all right let's see if we can play these yeah, black man. <laughs> Sorry. That's that. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can stop that. I mean, I, I, I knew how to take my bottle time every hour. Like, you know, <laughs> 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 she's right now. They called her. I called her phone. Oh, yeah. Other night. Sure. apparently so you accidentally so. butt dallas we played the whole thing so don't do it again and then they call back four days later same number karen what do you think this is gonna be another butt down hey guys this is you ain't got the answer ah. ironically i'm sounds kind of weird but i'm kind of hoping you guys have the answer or some kind of suggestion for me because I admire the connection you both seem to have, and both of you guys are level-headed. So I'm just trying to pull my curls out, trying to figure out how to handle these situations at work without seeming like the defensive, single, childless person. 
Um, I asked Karen if it was okay if I could ask you guys for advice, and she said, yeah. So I'm 27. I work with a lot of older women and men, and I'm constantly being harassed about not having kids and not being married. Of course, I'm in Texas, Houston, Texas, so it's the South, so everybody's married who's 19 and up, and everyone has kids. But my real question is, how do I deal with the unhappily married people giving me advice and the people rushing me to have kids that don't really want those kids giving me advice? How do I politely say, I don't want to live your life. I don't want to fuck up the way that you fucked up without being, you know, too aggressive or intrusive or whatever. But I just, I've had a rough day and I'm just not feeling it. And I think it's so disrespectful for people to just assume that because we're not doing it, that something is wrong with us. Uh, I just don't have the answer. (laughs) So I hope you guys have the answer. I love the show. Keep it up. And hopefully you can teach the rest of us how to handle people that are just totally disrespectful and just cross the line in every way. Take care. Appreciate you guys and have a great weekend. Bye. All right. You ain't got the answers. Um, Karen, what'd you think? Uh, for me, that's something that I personally deal with cause I'm married with no children. So I still get asked the children thing. And what I realized is that as I've gotten older in life, Y'all know what I realized? It's my motherfucking choice. And you know what I've also realized? If you do not respect the choices that I've made in life, why should I give a good goddamn about your opinion? If you don't have enough respect for me to invade and be intrusive in my life, why should I respect how you feel? And sometimes there's no easy way and there's no nice way to say, motherfucker, it's none of your goddamn business. Yeah. And sometimes you got to be flat frank with people. Sometimes you just got to be like, you know what? Let's not. Sometimes you got to. Sometimes you got to tell people, I don't want to talk about that. Or that's my choice. Or that's my decision. Um, and there's no nice way to be about it. And there's no pretty way to be about it. Because it's your life and your choice. And being a female, a lot of times you have unnecessary pressure to reproduce you have unnecessary pressure to get married you have unnecessary pressure to live your life according to what other people think that you should live your life what i realize is that just because um i have a vagina everybody doesn't have the right to tell me what to do with it you don't have the right to tell me what to put in it you don't have the you don't have the right to tell me what to push out of it um and and it could be frustrating it could be angry and I promise you, one or two times are you saying, I don't want to talk about that, or one or two times of you trying to be really nice and polite about it, if they keep on, you got to get nasty with people. Get nasty one good time with, with, with that person. That, that, that'll that never come up again. But I do understand what you're saying because we're down south. We kind of, hey, you want to be nice. You want to be polite. You don't want to hurt people's feelings. 
fuck that you get to a point where you just get tired of the redundancy you get you get tired of it and sometimes you just gonna have to take people looking at you sideways when you walk into the room because you told the motherfucker none of your motherfucking business sometimes you just have to deal with that you have to own that you have to walk into that um a lot of times no matter what you do in life as a woman somebody's going to judge every choice and every decision that you make in life who you married, how you wear your hair, how wide your hips are, what color you decide to dye your hair today, how much you weigh, how tall you are, what kind of shoes you wear. As a woman, everything about you is constantly scrutinized. So you have got to get to the point where you're mature enough in your life where you say, it's me, it's my life, it's my choice, and fuck what your mama said, I'm going to live it like I want to. And it's hard to get to that point because a lot of times you have to grow out of the childish mind frame you have to grow out of letting people dictate and control how you feel about things you have to get to the point where you realize i pay my own motherfucking bills i i take care of me and since i take care of me the only opinion that matters to my life is me that's the only opinion that matters is mine i'm sorry it's mine and when you're married it's yours and your husband and it's just one of those things where you do get tired and frustrated and not only for co-workers things like that sometimes you have to get your motherfucking family straight because when me and roger got married my mama used to hound us for a long time and one day i looked at her i was like um do you want to have another child she said no i said all right you need to leave me alone then and we've never had that conversation again sometimes you have to let people know I'm, I'm tired of you. I'm tired of you ragging me. I'm tired of you telling me what, what I should and should not do. I'm tired of somebody who has no uh, fiscal responsibility in my life want to constantly put an input in on it. Um, if you don't pay no bills, so you don't, you don't have an opinion in my life. Um, and it takes growth and it takes maturity. But once you get that, I'm here to tell you, honey, cause I'm on, on the other side of that. So once you get to the other side of that, it's a freedom like never before. It feels good to walk around and not have people bother you and not have people harass you. And, not, and, and, and if they do, a lot of times you'd be like, well, we ain't going to talk about that right now. See, that's how you, that's the first time. But if they press on, that's when you get a little bit nasty with them because some people aren't good at hints. Some people, you got to beat them upside the head for them to be like, oh, I better leave that bitch alone. That's right. Leave me the fuck alone. Um, and that's one thing that, that uh, a struggle that I've had. So I completely understand that. But go ahead, Roger. I'm sorry. No, you don't need to apologize. You're just giving your, your opinion on the advice. Um, yeah, for, I, I mean, obviously everything pretty much the same. And it's definitely, definitely different from men. So um, I can't even say... Um, what i would like the pressure for men is different it's more like almost like tongue-in-cheek like when you gonna get married you know when you gonna settle down with that girl but um it's not as it's not as much pressure like i'll get asked about why karen and i don't have kids or whatever and you know i feel like me personally as an introvert you have to earn that response so if it's someone that i feel kind of close with we'll have that discussion but uh most people i don't um, because they haven't earned it um secondly um you have to look at it too that a lot of these people are constantly judging you and they're constantly and they're letting you know passive aggressively with these questions like when don't you why don't you have kids yet why haven't you gotten a house uh when are you gonna get married you know what whatever questions and, and shit did they ask you 
um because there's a lot of group think in the world a lot of people don't feel that their decisions are good unless people join them in those decisions so if you if they go to church you need to go to church if they um if they have kids you need to have kids if they got married you need to get married if they bought a house you need to buy a house they got a new car you need to get a new car because then everybody feels like it's equal playing ground and that they're doing the right things the truth of the matter is nobody really knows what the right thing to do is you know once you become an adult there's no instruction guide no manual no steps no map like you just uh do the things that you think you should be doing and a lot of that is because of group think so i would look at it as um these people are a little bit threatened by the fact that you're a square trying that they want to put into a round peg a round hole you know you're a square peg they want to put into a round hole you don't fit what they think you should be doing um and as far as what you can do about it there's a couple things one uh the first and probably easiest thing toughen up and be like i ain't gotta answer that shit right that's probably the easiest to be honest with you but if you really do feel the questions are inappropriate they're in inappropriate places inappropriate time try to pull them over to the side tell them that you find those questions inappropriate and that you would appreciate if they would stop asking you that and if they won't then you if you're at work like you said you are you can take recourse and go to human resources right. or something go to their manager and you know you could do that now i'm not saying that's a preferable 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 situation right because typically you're gonna have animosity behind that but it will get the job done they'll know to stop asking you those fucking questions right so it's really up to you if you want to take that hard route and it really just depends on your tolerance level and how annoying you really find this shit um that being said no matter what it is they're gonna find some new shit Mm -hmm. and they really just won't feel comfortable talking about certain topics and that's the reason they want you to have those things because they want to talk about those topics with you and you're not a person they can do that with they have to actually you know learn about you and treat you like a individual and come up with the things that you're about so while most people in america love talking about traffic the weather children your wife the house you know shit that everybody typically does when they find someone that doesn't fit into that mode then it's like well what do i talk about um, with you you don't have you don't got the answers with right instead of just leaving you the fuck alone like we don't have to have these casual conversations yeah because they feel like they need to talk and they want to know you and and it's like well now they need to learn like what movies you like or <laughs> yeah people don't want to have those type of conversations what kind of things you do on a weekend when they're taking care of their kids and they don't want to do that you know it's mostly a selfish act if you had kids then we could talk about that but you don't so now i gotta sit up here and figure out like how much anime you watch and shit and people don't want to do it so um but thank you for the question uh we got one last voicemail to play and then we're getting to these emails hey rod and karen this is anthony animal tatum or the herp and submit some feedback before the show starts so let's got an email. <clears throat> so let me try to keep this under three minutes. Let's see here. One, great shows always. Two, um, that I forgot the lady from Mary Mary, her song. That wasn't nothing but a religious trap song. I was just waiting for her to start talking about um, Jesus whipping up Coke or somebody saying something about Jesus in the band, though. Um, Two, 
what makes me laugh so so much, I really can't laugh out loud because I'm usually at work and I've been told on more than once is um the way Rod when he's submitting feedback for, for um follow alert and he's writing it down as if he's writing down a Christmas list and he's eight years old. When I close my eyes that's what I see. Um and of course, um Justin, um always great to have on the show. Uh Appreciate him back, even though I don't watch Game of Thrones. I um, still enjoy it. Um, what else? Um, I, I honestly think, like this week's show, um, other, uh, what's, other than what's his name, Naruda, um, other than um, his constant um, unable to hear him and phone dropping, um, you had a great, great week of shows this week. And thanks a lot, and um, have a great day. All right, bye. Bye. <laughs> Have a thanks, good one, thanks, Animal Thug. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, never the phone be dropping. I don't know what's up with that. This at this point, it's just part of the show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> part, part of the skit. you just gotta chalk it up to like, hey man, it's just that's what it's gonna be, and uh, we're gonna try to have fun, you know. Uh, um, but yeah, thank you, thank you so much, man. I'm glad Jess is back as well. Um, you know, definitely gotta have our ratchet um, side, and mm-hmm. then um. You know, I thought the shows were good this week as well. You know, I'm glad everybody enjoyed them. We got some emails. Of course, we opened up the phone line, 704-557-0186. That's 704-557-0186. Thanks for all you do for my boy Leonard Brothers. What up? I'm just sending in this message to thank Rod Karen and TBGWT Nation for the great work that they do to provide content each week. This show does a great job of giving this audience a balance between everything from the depressing news of the day to the latest groupie tales on Ball Alert. I love how you guys keep me informed on what's going on in the world and also make me laugh all in one episode. TBGWT is my shit and has been for a while. It's a great way to hear conversations about pressing issues and to totally escape the mental space for a while to get in time for jokes keep doing what you're doing Ryan and karen your show is helping people deal with and enjoy life on a weekly basis leonard holla thanks leonard appreciate you brother thank you uh cornell west is not mike tyson the nation Rod, i listen to your podcast all the time i'm listening now to medcw beef like you i read the article last night everybody is talking about pot kettle take a size but zyron really does make good points in this piece take a look if you get a chance lance so the nation.com uh dave zyron wrote cornell west is not mike tyson um i thought this whole piece was bullshit um here's why i read it uh and i'll give you a brief breakdown um he basically says the analogy that that um michael eric dyson made saying cornell west is mike tyson and ran out of steam and eventually became a joke of himself and all this shit was kind of insulting that cornell west is actually the muhammad ali and all this shit and as a sports person he takes that kind of comparison very seriously and blah 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 um he he made the same and then a lot of it was like wow it was a lot of personal you know slights and a lot of negative things that he said about cornell in here and and maybe i'm not maybe it's not my place to say and maybe it's not this yeah it's not your place to say Mm-mm. and if you didn't say shit before this shut the fuck up right that's pretty much how i feel about it like i don't care about the boxing metaphor shit that's your shit and you want to come in and, and try to do a last minute save on that but then it doesn't just stop at 
the boxing metaphor wasn't accurate it goes into this like well maybe dyson shouldn't say this and dyson's my friend and you know it's you know all that cover your ass shit yeah nah man nah like i ain't saying you gotta pick a side but you can you can always stay the fuck out of it if you're not gonna pick a side yes you can because we already read both we already know what dyson thinks and we know and the thing is he was basically being like well he said this and that was kind of petty yeah he was being fucking petty you know what i mean and then you know to there's also this thing in there and a lot of times white people do this and it fucking pisses me off to no end this is assumption that being critical of president obama sort of vets you as a black intellectual or a black person like well, well, well at least they're critical of obama so that means they're 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 right mm-hmm. you know that means they're doing a good job that means they have the right opinions fuck you you don't get to decide you don't get to decide no you don't like that like if the, if a person is critical of obama and they just happen to be critical of that shit in every president that's fine but some of the stuff you'll never be able to relate to because racially cornell west crossed a fucking line mm-hmm. that is untenable right it is offensive on every goddamn level mm-hmm. and people are tired of hearing that shit when you question somebody's blackness just because y'all disagree on some shit it does piss people off mm-hmm. there are black people that actively troll black people that is right. their fucking job that's how they make money that's how don lemon gets paid that's how a lot of these guys that's how they make anger charles barkley and when that shit happens even when that shit happens on this show in the height of our anger at those people i have yet to be like that person ain't black right because i'm because that person's a coon that person i don't even uncle tom i don't even call them that shit no because even with my anger i understand you can never take away someone's blackness Mm -mm. you can never question that shit Mm -mm. for someone to come at the president like that as just a basically a tool to rally people up against him and to promote themselves is fucking offensive to me as a black person so me just just fucking observing it pisses me off being like really cornell because i wouldn't mind you being against him being uh pro-war i wouldn't mind you being against some of his policies i mean some of these things are just actual like you know ideals that you have that 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 you would go at anybody who violates them but once you start calling in his blackness call it saying he's scared or has a fear of free black men and shit like this yeah i'm looking at you going fuck you and i don't expect a white person to understand that and i also don't expect you to understand why michael eric dyson had to go in and make that fucking distinction mm-hmm. you just think of it as being petty while i think of it as fucking crucial and like it, it is essential to the point he's trying to make about cornell west and you can't grasp it so yeah me reading that was it was kind of like a waste of time and then also the whole like well it, it doesn't have to be ten thousand words yeah it doesn't have to be you know what else uh fucking um uh hit him up didn't have to be four minutes <laughs> okay the takeover didn't have to be four minutes could have been two but i was there for every fucking syllable of it yep and that's the fucking point man stay stay up when grown folks talking you know what i'm saying <laughs> nigga the nigga mob d wonder why nigga blow them out nigga when grown folks talking nigga close your mouth Stay out of this shit. It's okay. 
you were staying out of it when he was saying this shit about, about president obama you were staying out of this shit when he was calling michael eric dyson some names you were staying out of it then but as soon as the shit is is michael eric dyson says something back now you want to come in and play fucking referee get the fuck out of here yo you're on with the black guy tips yo what's going on family yo hey, what's going sweet. on man how you doing aaron hey what's going on y'all Chilling, man. Uh, Aaron from uh, Black Astronauts Podcast, man. What's up? So, um, <laughs> I, I'm going to keep it real quick because I know y'all are doing the emails and y'all are about to wrap it up. But um, I had the same like thought that Leonard Brothers had this week. I was like, man, I've listened to y'all since before my brother or before my uh, daughter was born. Like, every single thing that y'all have done <clears throat> has been with uh you know like we you followed along the path in the arc and i'm just happy and proud of y'all so i wanted to call and tell say that oh thank you and also i want to let you know that um when you were tweeting i went back and because we periodically go like we watch the tweets and we pay attention to who at the 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 tbgwt and who used the hashtag and i went back through the hashtag and i started reading the things that you had posted and i want to tell you thank you and it's just one of those things where we do what we do because we love what we do just and i've said it before and i will continue to say it, it's just like people run to us for an escape doing this show is an escape from reality for us so we're all running to a circle to enjoy each other's company and it's one of those things where i'm just glad that we bring happiness and joy we um educate people have people change their minds just over us just being ratchet um and being funny and so i just want to tell you just thank you for being a fan because you know we've kind of talked about this people don't want to be fans no more everybody wants to come right. and, and and run the show and, and 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 overtake what you're doing instead of just allowing you to be you and being whatever your creative realm is and just appreciating your work um something about me that i've never lost i'm always a fan and no that's why we you know we do the for the people that listen to the nerd off is one of those things where i joke about how i'm a new age nerd i'm not an angry nerd i don't rant and rave and be angry just to be angry you know the shit that i like i love it and if i don't like it normally i don't fuck with it and i normally don't go on social media and bash it because that might be somebody else's shit mm -hmm. yeah it's it's really weird like a lot of people, and, you know, since I'm in a space where um, I'm a creative now, um, it's real, real weird when people come into your stuff with agendas. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, like, y'all are really good about, like, holding a community, but still not having an agenda other than doing a good job, you know? Right. Like, that, and, and like, what I've learned from y'all show is it's okay to have somebody and have that as your favorite. Like it's, I ain't saying nothing bad about nobody else. Right. right. Just, you know, that's, that's your favorite. Like you, you can't be mad about that. Like I'm hopefully somebody wears somebody's favorite show, but if we're not, you know, whatever, you right. know, like I, I don't see anything wrong with being a fan. So yeah, man, I wanted to, I wanted to, to tell y'all that because, uh, you know, I've, I've just had some stuff here recently where, I need to reaffirm and let people know, mm. you know, so. Um, but also, I did come in with an agenda. Mm. Um, I am putting this to the table with high Negroes. Um, <laughs> I think I got an ARIA agenda, bro. ARIA, like, oh, okay. I, 
Yeah, I think I, I think she can do no wrong in my book from this point on. Mm. Like, mm. like I, I really just like everything about what her story arc has been. Mm-hmm. And she seems like she has the most common sense out of everybody. Right. Like, she does. Yeah. Like, most times she's like, yo, y'all do know this doesn't seem right. Like, or they still trying to kill me. I probably need to learn how to fight. Like, I just, I just, I, I love that character. So, yeah, yeah. I think that is now my, my agenda. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I, you know what? I could get down with that, man. I do like me some uh, Arya. I'm scared to have agendas like that on the show because I think they're going to kill everybody. Well, 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 see, that was my other thought. Because I, I had one for Jon Snow, too, and I was like, I can't really do that because I like him too much. Like, if, the, if you like him too much, they're probably going to die right so every time i start loving somebody on the show i always be like and now they're gonna die so yeah I, i've been real low i'm low-key with my people that i'm rooting for because you know they probably gonna die <laughs> yeah pretty much pretty much but yeah y'all y'all keep doing what y'all doing man and like i said just you know keep up the good 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 work all right man same Thank to you bro you. all right y'all peace peace um all right man got another email intellectual dear brothers behaving badly by yolanda <laughs> hi karen dear brother rod happy related birthday karen thank you uh oh you got a phone call hold on yo you're on with the black owl tips yo what's up it's sterling what up, what's up dog what up yeah i couldn't i couldn't let the love fest stop just yet like <laughs> i was literally just just talking to aaron like maybe two days ago about how much y'all have done for us just being there for all these years and shit like, it, it means the world. Like, I don't know, like, if y'all, like, can really understand that. Being that you're the ones doing it, like, sometimes you're in the middle, you can't see everything else. But, like, y'all being there, like I said before, I think I said when um we did the interview and stuff, like, I didn't have, like, I was in a real dark place when I first got diagnosed with my disease and shit. And then y'all just being there kind of brought me out of that, dragged me out of it. Because you can't help but laugh when you listen to the show and shit. You know what I mean? So it just made everything better and then just to see your growth while i'm getting better just makes me so so much happy like i still haven't missed a show like uh, of you know black eye tips like it's just so dope so i wanted to call and just you know basically say thank you for making such a dope product like it it just deserves so much praise oh thanks darling man is is there like some type of conspiracy try to make us cry on the air or some shit (laughs) i know if it happened it happened like you, I'm, I'm not gonna say you deserve it, but you kind of deserve it because <laughs> I started, I started fucking welling up after your black unclehood story last night. <laughs> like <laughs> that, that, that shit had me so fucked up on the timeline. <laughs> reading it like, like she reading it, she cares about Spider Gwen. It matters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got a few people that said uh, they got a little misty eye uh, reading that last night. So yeah. we'll probably talk about it on the show maybe tomorrow yes. or, or when we do a nerd off. She, she she is yeah. everything. And uh, since we have you on here, Sterling, I wanted to tell you, um, uh, uh, talking about fans and things like that. And I mm-hmm. know it might not be big to anybody else. This is big to me. And I said it on Twitter, but on the low, your show is your show is one of my favorite shows. And I'm going to tell you why. Because when I'm at my job, man, listening to you, Quita, and Mo, I sit at my desk, and all of a sudden, sometimes I forget I'm at work. So I will do, you know, I got that really heavy laugh. I bust out laughing. 
And <laughs> it's just one of those things where you guys make my day, you know, because the thing about it is that not only do we do a podcast, we're also fans of other podcasts. People have a tendency to forget that, that we also listen to. I listen to a lot of other people. And for me, I know you're you're really nerdy, and I know a lot of times you throw out all these digits and shit like that. And I live through Quita because Quita be like, nigga, what that mean? I'm like, yeah, Quita, nigga, what that mean? And mm-hmm. you'll explain it. And I'll be like, okay, so now I'm not so lost about things that are going on and things that are happening. And, and you've kind of challenged me to where I'm not so tech um, ignorant. And I'm not where I should be, but I, you know, it helps Roger because instead of going to Roger and harassing him, <laughs> I gotta figure the shit out on my own. Hey man, look, do your Googles is the motto for 2015. It helps so many people. Right. Just do your Googles if you're having an issue and you can figure it out yourself. But I really appreciate that. Like, I'm, I'm safe to say I'm just gonna retire from podcasting because the highest award I can get is saying, is you saying that you like my show. That just blew my mind. So I, I, I'm done. Like I'm just gonna put that on my resume and just go back to work and shit. Like, that's all I but uh, yeah, like that—that's like the thing we kind of wanted to do with the show because I love talking about this shit. But you know, a lot of people don't understand everything we talk about, including mm-hmm. that perfect balance of bringing in people that don't really understand what I'm saying. Right. And then I can simplify, so then you get it, which is the point. Like you, you, you like it's not really overly difficult stuff but websites like to explain stuff so only nerds can understand it which right. makes no real sense it doesn't like i'd I be listening yeah, to sterling I, and i'd be like what the fuck are y'all talking about megabytes gigabytes terror what are we talking about here <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's so odd but um also i had to uh say just before i get off um, i'm pretty sure where i can y'all seen y'all, y'all seen the joker pick right seen what the joker pick Yes. yes. Yeah, we saw it. Yeah, nigga, my nigga. Yeah, just, just. Yeah, it looked, I, I mean, it looked trail to me, but you know, I don't really get too excited about any picks of anything for a movie and shit. I, I, mm-hmm. I'm about that action, boss. Right. Like, I'm ready to see a trailer. I, I can't wait to see because I, you know, all these people, you know, in histrionics over these the fucking casting decisions and the. You know, and yeah. the director shit and all, none of this shit matters. When mm-hmm. I see it, the first time I see a trailer is when I get excited. Mm-hmm. The same thing happened with Star Wars. You know, I was on some like, I know JJ gonna do it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then they dropped that secret trailer on Christmas or, or was it Black Friday? Black and, Friday. And yeah. I was like, oh yeah, this just changed my whole world. So yeah, when they dropped the, you know, the first Suicide uh, Squad trailer, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be about that action, boss. That's when I'm gonna decide if I if I'm all for it. But yeah, the, the picture of uh, Lido as the Joker. I mean, I'm I'm cool with it because it looks different. You know, I, I don't want to mm-hmm. see the same Joker over and over and over again. And th- they had to do something decidedly different from when um, Ledger did it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, you know, I, I'm excited for it, man. I, I you know I have no issue with it. Me either. And yeah. my and my thing, Sterling, is this, and I'm gonna say this. Uh, it ain't even out yet, but Avenger Initiative on everybody that got shit to say about Avengers because I'm going to be all about that. It's going to be all up in your timeline on Facebook. It's going to be all up in your timeline on Twitter. It ain't going to be nothing but why, a a a a and yeses because I am already know I'm going <laughs> to love that shit, you know, because oh, that's yeah. the type of person yeah, I am. It, it, so don't don't come at me with no foolishness. Oh, yeah, it's a 10 out of 5 already. 
Like yeah, I, yeah. I saw the trailer, it's a classic. I know it's a classic. Right. It don't matter. It's a classic. It it, it was the type of butterfly. Like I knew it was hot <laughs> before I even pressed play. Right. Yeah. I, I'm more worried about somebody fucking up with these spoilers because um age of ultron came out a week earlier uh in other places mm-hmm. than it is here and then we got people that are doing screeners already that have seen it just you know if i could just um, yeah it's there make I, it I Thursday. saw one already and it and it, and it messed me up yeah so, like it was a website that that said it and then of course i i saw like on uh line today somebody actually put the bootleg up already at age of ultron from the camera and i'm like yeah if you go watch that you're just a savage right like Fuck that, that. That's Age of Ultron. You got to see that on a big ass screen, man. In yeah. HD. Uh, all right, yeah. man. We we got to move on to the next call because I think somebody calling. Why you calling too? Thank you. Uh, no, no doubt. I'll just I just want to say one more thing. Um, yeah. That was only half a humble brag about the Mercedes because I drive a Ford Focus now. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> yeah, started from that. started from the top. Now you're here. Hey, life can let you fast, man. Yeah. All right, don't make it. <laughs> all right, man. Peace. peace. <laughs> <laughs> call, call back the person that just called. Yeah, seven zero four five five seven zero one eight six. Um, so Yolanda goes on to say, uh, "I hope you celebrate the entire month of April like a true G." To Karen for your birthday. Also, I know well. April's not over yet. Also, I know you. I, I got I got ten dollars at work yesterday from the birthday. I said, "Hey, it's a birthday month." Also, I know you missed me, winky face. Um, uh, but oh, hold on, got a phone call coming in. Yo, you're on with the Black Out Tips. Hi, this is you. Ain't got the answer. How are you guys? Great. Hey, sweetie. <laughs> I'm at work again. So, first of all, let me apologize for the butt dial. You guys just need to act like you didn't hear it. No, I, I'm, okay. I'm I'm not mad at you. All that means is you is you got a a, a big booty that's big enough to butt dial. So I ain't mad. <laughs> yes, and I um I sit on it all the time, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I just want to say thank you and just to apologize for the butt dial, but I really have been dealing with the situation, and I'm only 27 again, so I guess I'm an old maid down here, but it's <laughs> difficult to bring the conversation up, you know, even with mm-hmm. close friends and family, right. so it's like, how do I say, yeah, how do I say, stop hassling me without being disrespectful but you're right i just need to put on my big girl panties and deal with it yeah Easier i mean said than done, but yeah yeah it's either that or you gotta you know be miserable you got yeah well, you can you know always go to hr or pull them to the side and straighten them out and hope that they stop but you definitely have to deal with some animosity from that shit because people right you for get some, some reason eyes. people can't just take you know hey lay off and and walk away Wait. They always got to, you know, ha- try to have the last word or right. try to have an attitude with you like you too good to talk to them or something. Right. And it's like, why well, I got to right. show my ass for you to get the point? Yeah. Yeah. And they always call me, like, mysterious and they don't know who I am and they want to figure out more. But I feel like I, we're just coworkers, you know. I don't right. want to take it any further than that. So it's kind of weird. It's, it's, it's not, sweetie, because it's something about a woman that goes into a professional business atmosphere that don't talk about her personal life. Everybody act like there's something wrong with you for not sharing or oversharing or coming there crying or coming there being all emotional and all this mm-hmm. other stuff. I'm like you. We co-workers, boo-boo. Anything, anything outside of these eight, nine hours ain't got nothing to do with you. Yeah, yeah a lot of 12-hour shifts. So 12 hours is a long time to be around people. Right. And, you know, it's just too much. Yeah, a lot of black people had this issue in general, like fitting into work and our personal lives and learning how to kind of adapt in that environment and, 
you know there's an extra level of scrutiny on us as well where you know if you share too much then they consider you to be lazy that doesn't work right all you do is talk and if you if if you don't share enough then you're just a mysterious kind of Mm. you know like possibly hostile negro it's it's such a it's such a tightrope and it stresses us all out and Mm -hmm. you know i can't even imagine trying to navigate it as a woman right well thank you guys for taking my call let me get back on here before i'm the light girl that doesn't do any work <laughs> all right <laughs> thank you, have you a good sweetie. Right. Thanks. Peace. thanks bye bye <laughs> uh all right back to this email um but i she says but i had the usual adult responsibilities but most importantly i was busy basking in the afterglow of the one and only president barack obama visiting jamaica but now i was but i mean now i wasn't there which sucked but i followed online and my friends and family filled me with every detail and i mean every detail one i sent this email to further demonstrate how fucking cool your president is he had what you call a town hall meeting with jamaican university students and this is the opening greeting you only need to play first 30 seconds yeah i I've, i've seen this already and it was pretty epic when he broke out that uh jamaican accent Turn the volume up on us. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Greetings, Massive. Hey. Wagwan, Jamaica. Does he look scared of free black men? Right there. Can everybody please give Aubrey a big round of applause for the great introduction? Yeah, man. Get the guy get the fuck out of here with that shit. Um, hating on the president. Uh sorry. Still think about Cornell. Uh this is why they <laughs> this is why they hate him and why dear brother Cornell probably hates his guts. Oh, cool. You on message too uh number two i found additionally juicy bits that probably helped add fire to this beef this is a recent interview that michael eric dyson did with the root where he expounded on the dear brother west alleged jealousy and general bitch assness um all of this so this is an excerpt from the article all of this left dyson wondering if west was ever happy for anyone's success obama's or otherwise on a personal note dyson has made a name for himself under the mentorship of west but with, with each just with each success dyson mounted he says there seemed to be a simmering passive aggressiveness from west during this interview with the root during his interview with the root dyson recalled a time earlier in his career when a weekly philadelphia newspaper was doing a cover story on him and he asked if west would contribute to the story which was bound to have critical momentum he was hoping for words of encouragement and positivity from a peer but what he got was backhanded compliments and criticism oh dyson's a rhetorical genius west said but has tilts of self-interest and and aggrandizement uh dyson recalled this is my recommender this is my reference writer west said dyson is a genius and he goes on rhetorical but sometimes you want him to say put a period on it when dyson confronted west he said the professor told him no one was above criticism but the hurt was real they were friends dyson said he didn't do that to west when people asked about the much maligned spoken word albums he produced (laughs) 
well you dropped your albums i didn't go to i didn't go the following this is one of the most lunatic inclinations of a man passes prime to recover a sense of relevance by making fifth rate spoken word in the effort to hook lip hook the look hip instead i said this is a work of illumined illumined an enlightened elder trying to forge connections with the younger generation i could have said all that and criticized you in the comic venture those albums were but i didn't do that after reading that uh, uh, that bit i thought pot calling the kettle black well yeah first of all i i, I think it's well known that it's pot calling the kettle black mm-hmm. um like and i and i think it's funny that on both parts that both men are so flawed and yet and yet both of them continually i uh, will continue to kind of promote this uh, this i'm better than you and i get to talk to you like this and this is what happens a lot of times with people with huge egos and no real sense of humor about themselves at some point you're going to bump heads and it's one of the reasons people can't really be friends like that with with people like that you know um you gotta have a little bit of sense of humor about yourself and you need to you kind of need to be your worst your own worst critic you know and a guy like michael eric dyson is so eloquent and so well-spoken and so fucking verbose that he would consider it an insult to say hey man you can go on for a while mm-hmm. i mean that's pretty much i mean that's the way, reason you get to nine thousand words in a piece correct so over and out dear brother sugar babe thanks sugar babe <laughs> appreciate you writing in uh titus writes in hey rod and karen listen to episode 930's discussion of receiving snap and assistance i recently signed up for snap after months of not meeting my nutritional needs why i didn't want people to look at me and assume i'm abusing the system then i snapped no pun intended out of it i work full-time pay federal and state and local taxes on top of sales tax next day after work i went and put in my application like right i found that people who are against government safety programs need to feel i'm better than you keep up the good work peace and work naps for all thanks man mm-hmm. uh black academic speaks on black academic beef this is for my girl shana mm-hmm. hey karen and rod here's the thing as a black academic i must say we have no business having beefs we are already like unicorns and there is only one of us <laughs> there's only one of us allowed in every family we were all building hiding we were all busy hiding in libraries and pissing off our white colleagues by breathing until the internet and the obama presidency decided that we could be celebrities and this is the real problem mm. You know that's a good point i did like one of the things i did really enjoy about academic shade was when anthea butler was like black academics need to start worrying about fighting each other and start thinking what are we going to do after 2016 when mostly white media decides we don't need you or your opinion anymore right because we don't got a black president and we don't need to call you in to talk shit about him or to support him uh the issue is that suddenly oh wait admittedly this is personal thanks to academic celebrity phenomenon my family now thinks that i will finally make it as an academic when i get on tv <laughs> like you had made it now right like comedians and shit this is the issue is that suddenly if you are one of the few black people who read books and have letters behind your name you can now speak for black america but if we are being real about it no one is less qualified to speak for the majority of black americans than those those of us with fancy degrees the tough part about this heated conversation, and I will not insult hip hop by calling it beef, is that the presence of Obama in the middle of it makes it this all seem more polemic and dramatic than it really is. If this were a white president, nobody would give a shit if they were endorsed by some random nigga with a PhD. Right. I believe you mean random dear brother or dear sister. 
<laughs> and, and then no one would care what dyson thinks about cornell or vice versa but now we're caught in the conundrum where obama supporters often think he is above public criticism and those who do not support his politics are calling obama supporters coons this gets amplified in the academic community because our egos tell us that everybody needs to hear what we have to say all the while when we return to the norm of white presidents the checks and balance the checks for all these black academic celebrities are going to stop rolling in mm-hmm. more importantly as a young black academic can i live how come every og black academic is out there showing their ass yeah that's what's amazing to me <laughs> not to mention how much of an old boys club it is and how male, male dominated it is Misogynistic. I yeah i understand melissa harris perry has her own show but you know they don't really seem to be calling any women uh quote unquote black academics to come and speak on these issues Mm-mm. it's always like the same couple niggas every fucking time um i hope nobody expects me to drop a hot 16 or 10,000 word manifesto about the first person who disagrees with me or to be on tv talking about presidential debates when i know my degree is in history and literature and i still don't know i still don't really know what the fuck the electoral college is i'm just trying to read and write books teach people about black shit and maybe get on an episode of medium talk just kidding not trying to use my membership in the tbgwt community (laughs) to be on the come up i'm perfectly happy just being a fan as long as we still go together on twitter just my two cents well of course we still go together of course um and yeah i agree i understand exactly where you're coming from um and like it is weird because so many of the people that are black academics like profess this like uh oh like i came up from the hood or you know just just for my people in the hood and represent for the and it's like you know is that really what the fuck black academia is about bringing the hood to the to the to the to the uh academy is that what mm-hmm. like i you like i don't really think that that's a qualification negative or positive right that you have some quote-unquote hood policies or hood tendencies or whatever because you know end of the day man i think you should just go up there to represent yourself and then give your best opinion of whatever is going on and like you said, it is very weird that these people have become media darlings because, you know, in my opinion, Michael Eric Dyson wasn't wrong and has a lot to say on the topic because he's kind of fallen into the same um, category and some of the same pitfalls mm-hmm. that Cornell West has. And that is that, you know, the cameras are kind of, you know, in front of your face telling you what to do and, 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 and rewarding you and making your head big and that ego is a monster man episode 935 had a shouting in agreement this is from Corey and alexis rod and karen we are always finding ourselves in agreement with you guys but episode 935 tyrese versus yoli had us dying because you were so spot on it was all good but the part about racism in the justice system the fbi and the death penalty rang so true check out our most recent episode of the dig podcast we were saying so many of the exact same things we love you guys keep these great episodes coming Corey and alexis all right thank you very thank much you, we appreciate sweetie. you um the dig podcast boom uh wonga writes in how's it going Ryan and karen i got a raise so i thought i'd help with that help out with the recurring donation Woo-hoo, thank you. you you work so you can spend money on things you like right plus i wanted to hear my name during the music but i'm happy to help help out a mate to help out mate also i've now got my younger brother working for me now and he's a huge game of thrones fan so we've been listening to your dim thrones recast and he really likes them 
thanks man each one teach one thank you and he said that your episode recaps are great you give all the info from the episodes and add your own twist to it with your jokes and stuff another thing i'm waiting for you guys to see ultron to hear your thoughts on it strange that it came out here a week before you guys got it have a good one you too thanks for the entertaining podcast wonga thanks man okay okay because they're not releasing it everywhere at the same time mm-hmm. okay terrence writes in this is like did he copy and post the same thing? thing i don't know detroit terrence uh yeah it looks like he did all right i'll read the top one Raj and karen i've been planning on writing the feedback for the past few weeks so some of this may be outdated first two weeks ago when the subject turned to social support programs karen was podcast brilliance not because of any newfound insight into welfare programs but because she was so honest and courageous in sharing her experiences with the various systems when she spoke about her experiences with food stamps planned parenthood growing up fatherless in the mental health system i was almost brought to tears not out of pity for karen but out of pride because there is no way i could be that open with people i don't know intimately big props to karen oh thank you sweetie the thing about it what i realized is that you know when we speak on the microphone we don't pretend it's not a fake of the funk or anything like that and i know there are people out there that can relate and a lot of times these people who have had this assistance and grew up on this assistance because it's so much shame associated with it they make people feel bad but i don't feel bad saying that this is where i'm from because if it had not been for that i would not appreciate it and i could not understand and have empathy and sympathy for the people that are currently on it and also i know that there is a way out yeah the other reason too um you never know who the fuck you're talking about when people start spouting these long just and, hateful diatribes about black people that come from you know quote-unquote bad circumstances or mm-hmm. welfare or the hood or whatever and a lot of people do that and they expect one people that have made it out or people that have made something of themselves to have no identification with their background or to hate it as much as an outsider would right um and a lot of times man like those people rub me the wrong way and it's you know it's one of the reasons i you know i can't always be cool with everybody because you'll have people out here that admonish people that come from a certain set of circumstances and you're like but those are my circumstances right and i didn't turn out negative and I'm not the exception to the rule. A lot of people I know came out of the same circumstances and turned out okay. So what's up with the hate? You know what I mean? So so yeah, you you know, you just never know, man. Um what what exactly people come from and you know, yeah, I did think I guess for me I didn't think anything of it when Karen was saying it cuz we're just very honest with the audience in mm-hmm. general. So to me it wasn't like a huge revelation or anything cuz I already know all that shit, but then also you know it just at that i guess after i feel like it's come up on the show before mm-hmm. it's just you know at the moment i guess it was uh it was new to some people second i want to comment on how much the show has grown on me if you, and if you don't remember originally i was not a fan of the show now i can't get enough to that end i'm going premium this week and canceling one of my serious subscriptions to pay for it oh wow thank you sweet i'm glad to hear that man you know a lot of times when someone says something bad about the show that's the end of it because either i assume they stop listening or they'll leave a bad review or they'll say something bad to us on twitter or facebook or something and then they just leave it alone because you know i feel like our show is difficult to get for some people and it's hard to understand because we're not like every other podcast Mm -hmm. um 
we go as long as we feel like going we try to keep it entertaining i've never i've never put out a show that i felt we just feel time or just we made it two hours because like we were always either having a good time or whatever um it's long form right um it's five days a week you know and it um, can be a lot for a lot of people which can be a lot not everybody has the time and honestly i understand too because it's funny if if we were on the 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 am radio the fm radio with a commercial every 10 minutes doing three and four hours of a show every day people would just think that was normal mm-hmm. it's still technically the same amount of time but, but because don't. we do it as a podcast people are like this is too much sometimes and you know and then we're not we don't have a purpose we're not Mm-mm. a political podcast we're not a sports nope. podcast we're not an entertainment or movie podcast mm-hmm. we're kind of pop culture but not really because we'll delve into certain issues that a pop culture show would never talk T- about you right. know um there's shows that i listen to as a fan that i'm like oh cool maybe they'll talk about this issue on their podcast and, and they, they won't they never touch certain because they're like we don't want to turn everybody off with that and we'll run the risk of turning you off that shit i know people that probably stop listening when they disagree with us about certain because things because we're 100 honest about that shit and we mean it and we're passionate and if you don't agree with us today and you know if you can't change our mind probably never gonna see eye to eye on it and you know i i get all that stuff so right we don't take it personal right and you know people make certain assumptions mm-hmm. about karen's accent or um our relationship mm-hmm. and all this stuff so anyway all that to say man i can see why somebody would originally not be a fan but i can see how we could grow on you because i think our show is good i think we have a a, a solid product i think we're funny i think we're consistent i think we're honest and i think you can't get that from just anybody i think we you know we're we're not just taking random breaks in the middle of the week and shit like you you get a show um and you know what you're getting when when you deal with us and we try to keep it high quality so i'm glad i'm glad it grew on you i'm glad you went premium me too one thing that continues to impress me is the number of other shows that tbgwt has put turned me on to you guys are so generous to do this for what i would see as your competitors i'm sure you don't see it that way but i'm grateful for all your show has exposed me to no i definitely see everything is competition with the show not just here's the thing it's not just other podcasts music tv netflix yeah. uh yeah but yeah because i can even i can speak from my personal experience i'm not even gonna lie y'all when certain albums drop like this new kendrick i normally listen to that all fucking day like i, I and when i do that guess what i'm not listening to podcasts because people have a limited amount of time to mm-hmm. do the things they want to do and sometimes i'm like you know what fuck it it's gonna be the new kindred or fuck it it's gonna be such such when the kanye come out i'm gonna be just like this and it's just one of those things like i said because we consume media too we also understand that it is a competition for time but at the same time just because we're in a competition for time don't mean it needs to be problems or issues or beef or whatever right and one of the best compliments i really because we don't want to force anybody to listen to us and i'm nope. definitely not gonna beg anybody to listen to us and nope i don't want anybody to pity listen to us and any of this shit if you don't like us there's way too many choices out there for you to be fucking with us mm-hmm. um and to be honest one of the biggest compliments that we get from the show is when we put on to somebody else and we see 
even if you know someone wrote into uh three guys on because i still listen to a ton of podcasts i'm mm. still a fan first me too but um someone wrote into three guys on last week that they were their number one podcast and they were like sorry rod and karen and i was like nothing to be sorry about you wouldn't have heard about them if it wasn't for us if i didn't believe in their product they wouldn't have been on the show therefore if they are scratch the itch that you need from podcasting more than we do that's that's good for everybody right and i don't take it personal because there are a lot of people that listen to us listen to other podcasts but like i love y'all but this is my shit and i don't i don't see anything wrong with saying that you enjoy other people outside of us because we know that we're not of that there can only be one type of shit there could be multiple when it comes to podcasting and maybe you know you move on from us and you you know everything's for a season there's people that you know seem like the biggest fans of the show for time and then after that they, they you know they don't listen anymore mm-hmm. they you know you know every morning i wake up and the first thing i get is so-and-so sent the money for a premium so-and-so didn't so-and-so canceled so-and-so did uh so-and-so subscribed like i understand that it's all just cycles and right you can't get too attached to any fan or mm-hmm. any idea because everything has its time and you know there's people that you know you like this person i'm tight with and you know i I feel like we got a good connection and you know maybe they get laid off at work now they can't do your premium stuff anymore right we we do not take those things right so so yeah i don't i can't afford to see everybody as competition Mm because that would also make our show not fun if we couldn't have other podcasts on and stuff like that and and honestly all that cross promotion and stuff it helps to show out and it helps them out too right and uh, oh okay and, and and i think for me it's one of those things where when it comes to cross promotion and we've said this before and i'll continue to say it again when we first started a lot of that was not happening people were not inviting people on people were not cross promoting people weren't extending hands people weren't like hey i like your shit you like my shit you know people were not doing that and it, a lot of times it it, it um now it's almost a standard when people enter the podcast game it's almost like you almost expect eventually once you kind of get your feet and grow that you'll extend out or somebody might extend to you but when we first started it wasn't like that when roger used to ask people people like well what i want to be on your show for roger like i like you i enjoy you and from there it just it just began to grow from there but it has to start somewhere yeah a lot of people don't even know that came from us and i think that's actually a credit to us changing the game right especially for black podcasts correct a lot of people don't even know that a lot of this shit where someone skypes in from another podcast and, right and guest on your show and shit that that shit definitely was not happening before us Mm-mm. like if it was it wasn't with black podcast right if it was much. it was it was small and nobody was talking about it or sharing it. yeah so I, I enjoy it and i'm glad to leave that imprint um so it says, I wouldn't expect you to say so, but your shows will come to hub for other black-centric shows and a model for how to produce and present a great podcast. Lastly, during the car trip I took with my wife and kid last week, we binge listened to your shows. Don't worry, my wife and I use earbuds. Now she is hooked, too. I laugh when she recounts a story about one of her students or their parents or some other event and ends with guest the race. So keep it moving, and I'll keep <laughs> listening, Terrence. Thanks, Terrence. Appreciate you, bro. Mm-hmm. And last email, feedback from Brian P., says my dear dear brother and sister rod and karen another great week of shows as always gotta say through though this week's gtr guess the race might have been one of the worst y'all have ever 
have ever done between the roach baby and the handicapped kid man not gonna pull a capadonna and make a michael eric dyson length email shout out to capa by the way he just might be the unofficial angry negro of the show anyway don't think anyone's done this yet but i thought you might want to throw this in the sexy music pile for adam and eve i heard this artist for a second on where's on 40 acres a few months ago back much continued success to both of you and have a great weekend alina barraz is who this is so we already got some sexy music queued up for adam and eve already so probably just play some more of this all right guys we'll talk to y'all tomorrow until then i love you i love you too Mwah.